0: You're listening to the Dark Side of the Mike podcast with James. Nothing says no balls like your wife putting you on a diet.
1: And Austin. Everybody's a freaking idiot to some extent. Some people are dumber than others.
0: What's going on, everybody? Dark Side of the Mike podcast episode number 195. We're inching up closer to 200. Uh, My name is James. It's Austin. And today in the building, we got the one, the only, (laughs) the (laughs)
1: man, the myth, the legend,
0: the former uh, pro MMA fighter, uh, former bartender, former camp gladiator, Beast. And now, current real estate
2: agent Michael Franks. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Good, man.
1: Doing good. Wonderful.
0: Man. Thank you uh, for coming
2: on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. This is my first podcast, actually, so I'm a little yeah. nervous. Congratulations,
1: but I think right. we popped that cherry. Yeah, man, it feels <laughs>
2: good too. You did a guest spot on the uh,
1: Paul <coughs> Rodriguez show. Did I? before? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, <laughs> hey, you're, like, you're just lying already on the podcast. Oh, I should. Sure <laughs> you no, know, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. You're right. It's been a while.
0: Which, but, uh, by the way, he's giving away a hundred dollars on on his show on YouTube. So go check out Power on Your. Did he YouTube. reach his goal yet? Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah, yeah. kind of cool. helped help push him over that little mountain. Um, um, shout out to Dark Side of the Lake. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: let's get into it, man.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Amilio. Uh, What's going uh, on
0: to Amidio?
1: Amilio? in my yeah. Uh, Andrew's working his ass off trying to keep people's heat on. Yeah, Yeah, Shout out to Andrew for keeping people warm and people keeping people cold.
0: And that's a it's a tough job, uh, especially now when it starts getting cold. Like oh, I, I can't talking, even imagine being outside right now. I was now. talking to him
1: on the phone. He does AC, oh, uh, AC H-back. and heat. H- yeah, H-back, right. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to him on the phone about this weekend coming up, trying to get some shit like figured out. You know where I need to be, what I need to do to help. And uh, he was like, "Bro, he's like, I'm fucking busy. I gotta call you back." I was like, "All right." He calls me back, and we were on the phone for like maybe six minutes. And he's like, "Dude, I'm I'm just too busy." So yeah, yeah. Man's yeah. out there getting it, dude. Yeah, it's real, man.
2: This is the time of year when things are going bad. My buddy, uh, his landlord just had to replace their air conditioner, and he didn't want to do it because it was like going to be a twelve thousand dollar replacement. It seems but it was so old that the dude came to service it, and he was like, "Dude, the next time y'all even like try to turn the heat on, this thing's not going to work." Sure enough, they it got cold. They tried to turn the heat on. And uh, they went to go replace it today. So. Oh, nice! It's nice. that time of year, man. Yeah, that's yeah. how
1: Andrew said they go do like a bunch of PM shit, like preventative maintenance. Like, and he's like, everybody wants to wait till the day before it's fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's not fix it while we don't have an issue, but then wait till we have issues. You know? I ain't
0: gonna lie, I'm one of those people. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, we got it, we got like a. It's like the gas heater inside I of it think the It's room. hot as
1: fuck, dude. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We gotta clean it out and stuff, but I mean during the summer when it's hot. Does
1: it smell like burnt lint whenever you turn on? Yeah, you- like
0: spider webs and <laughs> shit like that. Just open up the door, fucking <laughs> yeah. let it blow out. Ain't it's really like my work, favorite
1: though. thing to smell whenever wintertime comes with the heater turn on. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Burnt man. lint? like you light Just your belly button on fire? <laughs> Just burnt <laughs> ass
0: shit. Yeah.
2: How's the real estate? How's it going? Um it's good, man. It's good. Um you know, the the market's up and down. When I first got in to the market, um, it's when everything was selling way overpriced. Lots of cash buyers, things were on the market, and in a the day, they were gone. You know what I mean? Uh, but the market switched quite a bit in the last couple of months. About June, the market just switched on 180, and interest rates went up. A lot of buyers are sitting on their ass because they're not wanting to, to, to buy right now because their payments are just so much more with the interest rate higher. Um, And so, but man, I mean, people are still buying and selling. It Mm don't matter, like if you have a need, go ahead and do it. There's a saying in real estate that says, date the rate, marry the home. Like buy the thing, you can always uh, refinance at some point when the rate goes down. But as real estate does what it normally does, it gradually appreciates and things get, I mean, and things get a little bit more expensive as time goes on, you know what I mean? So. Right now, things are a little in a decline because they were going so high so fast for so long, and they, the numbers just weren't where they really, really should have been. People were just paying so much more because inventory was down. So the people who had all the money were saying, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it for 500 hundred uh, k more, this or that, whatever. And so prices were just really, really inflated. And so we're just kind of figuring out where they really should fall. But once everything pretty much levels out, it's going to keep doing what it always does, which is just gradually appreciate. So... If it's the right time for you to buy or sell, whatever, if that's what's right for your family, go ahead and do it.
0: You've done a lot of things uh, in your life leading up to uh, what are you in your late thirties? What do they call uh, the a man, man of many hats. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah man. Uh, I turned thirty seven back in August. Oh, nice.
1: Hey, yeah, you're still young. <laughs> yeah, young. And, you, yeah. Know, you know. Yeah, I, try, young, I,
2: man. I keep it moving. So, I'm trying to keep that youth. How come? Uh, what made you dip into real estate? Um, honestly. Um, a good buddy of mine got into it ahead of me, a few months ahead of me. Uh, we've been together doing Camp Gladiator for years. You know, I did Camp Gladiator for eight and a half years. Yeah, you and, did it for a while. Uh, long time, man. Here in town, uh, it started out in Bastrop, but anyways, um, he got into it was, and it's man, the grind is a lot of the same type of thing. It's networking. It's uh, serving people. You know what I mean? And that's what I've come to really find out that I enjoy is helping people get what they want. Helping. Be that person in the middle that hears a need and like, hey, I got you. I can help you with that and making that um, that situation and that whole thing as pleasurable as possible. Because, man, you know, let's be real. Like some people have some horrible stories when it comes to real estate or just working with anybody. And uh, I always want to leave people leaving away from me feeling like, man, that dude fucking helped me out. It was great experience. He was cool. He was honest. He was blah, blah, blah and making them feel like they got a friend on the yeah, end that's like he actually them. helped yeah, them yeah, for you know, them not right. for you yeah. right you know, you know cool. I feel like <clears throat> and I've always been taught that like your gifts will make a way for you you know what I mean and help you um, provide for yourself if you're doing what you're called to do and you're in your purpose you're going to in turn get back what you need you know what I'm saying yeah. so I try to help people get what they need and you know that's why I was a trainer for so long you know I love helping people get fit, work out, push themselves hard. Really, man, I love to kind of torture people if I'm being honest. I know I was you know, I was you know, I was a college athlete. I did uh, MMA for several years. Been out there, pushed my body. I know how hard it is and how hard you need to push to just to to be better and to strive for something, and I know it ain't easy. So, I like being the person who can help help them achieve that and do it in a fun way and while they're doing it they're enjoying their time they're enjoying my company and we're just fucking getting after it and in the meantime everyone's getting a little bit better yeah you know what i'm saying so
1: so you can push them a little bit further yeah, Hell yeah just keep cool. on rocking
2: how long did you do mma <clears throat> uh i started in 2008 started in training in 2008 and i think i had my first fight about 10 months later and the day after my 21st birthday I think I had my first fight,
1: Dude,
0: I remember going and watching (laughs) you at uh, Kings of Combat. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but this was, man, I don't even remember, like, when it was. But I remember we went and watched you at the Kalunga, and uh, I think Gilly might have went also.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think they went to every single one of my friends, man. Out of town, everything, so those are my riders right there. You miss it? I do, man. I really, really do. Uh, Honestly, I never would have stopped training if I wouldn't have got into Camp Gladiator. When I got into Camp Gladiator, I had no idea that it was going to take so much of my time. And, like, I always kind of thought I was going to be able to get back to it. You know what I mean? And so while I was helping build Camp Gladiator, and then once I got it to a point where I had a good 30, 40 people, and I'm like, man, I'm kind of doing something here. I'm helping some people. You know what I mean? Like, and I realized, that if I'm really going to do this thing, Camp Gladiator, and I'm going to make money at it, and it's going to be my career or whatever, I'm really gonna have to to go all in, and so man, when I did that, it just took all my time, and uh, I just couldn't do them both. I couldn't half-ass. I didn't want to hop in the cage with an animal who's training full time to beat the hell out of the person on the other side, and I'm just half-assing it, part-time in it. Because I took a fight like that, man. Um, one of my the fights I had when I was in school um, for for training back in 2010, 2011. Um, I just started school I took a fight I was only able to train on the weekends and I remember getting in that cage and this dude big I fought him twice his name is Ox big old guy big big. black guy dog he looks like oh man you look at him like he's scary he's muscle bound dark as shit chocolate (laughs) scary bro I'm looking at this dude like I get in that cage and that cage door closes. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, really? I don't know if I'm ready for this. You I mean, get, I
1: how, what's the level of nervousness <laughs> you get when you do that? When you get in the cage and they close that door? Honestly,
2: man, I'm so confident in myself that even though it's scary and I'm like, I know this is a, like, I, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what punches yeah. are coming. You don't you know if you're going to end up on the ground or where it's going to end up. But I'm confident in me that wherever we end up, I'm gonna be all right. And you, you know get what I mean?
0: Confidence through training. Yeah, and I, obviously, you yeah, know what I mean. So. And I trained
2: six days a week, six or seven days a week back then for the time that I was competing. You were going to uh, King? Uh, was it Kings? Yeah, in Luling. King Web yeah, MMA, King Webb, uh, yeah. Luling MMA in uh, San Marcos. He also had another gym at the time in Seguin, uh, and then some of the schools and the people that he's trained up schools in uh, San Marcos and Kyle and other gyms and some of the other. Um, instructors I was seeing I was doing boxing in San Marcus and uh yeah man I was just training a lot getting getting a lot of time in getting a lot of uh practice and rounds and all this stuff dude and uh, I was living it at the time dude like I loved it I loved it you couldn't pull me away from it you couldn't have me I was there to train every day without fail I was bartending at the time I was getting off work at fucking Three, four in the morning, getting home, getting up a couple hours later and driving to training. And people like, what the hell are you doing here? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm fucking ready, bro. Yeah. Like, this is what I want to do. You know it's what awesome. I mean? And uh, it was fun, dude. And I loved it, to be honest. Like, it was a dream come true. Like, I grew up watching all kinds of fucking martial arts movies. And ninja. T- I-, I thought I was going to be some kind of fucking ninja. And, like, <laughs> I was literally living my dream, dude. And, like, you know, it hyped people up. People were so inspired yeah. and shit by like. And I was just doing something I loved. I didn't have to get paid a dime, and I did make some decent money doing it, man. man. I think my last fight, I made, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot. I think my first fight, I made $200. And then I think I made like $600, and then like $1,000, and then like $1,500. And just little by little, I think my last fight, I got like 2800 I think I fought for like 1400 and then I got another 1400 for winning. And that's basically how it is. Like You, sh- you get paid to show up. You're a professional. Yeah. They pay you just to get there. If you win you normally get double that. I and mean, in some promotions there's incentives and they got bonuses and if you're fight of the night you get this or that or whatever, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but uh just contract wise, I think the most I got was like twenty eight hundred bucks. You ever something. try to make it on Ultimate Fighter? <clears throat> Man, I never did. Huh? Like, no. Uh I mean you know, I I thought about it all back then, but no. Uh it was it would be a dream, you know, to to still get out there and compete and do some stuff like that. And I mean, as I get older, <clears throat> man, I realize I don't have all the time in the world. But I still feel as great as ever, man. I mean, I'm a little chunky at the moment. I could <laughs> I could diet and get down, you know, get leaner and condition more and do the things I would need to do to get ready for a fight. Um, and yeah, it's something that burns in the back of my mind sometimes. I was going to say, like, yeah. if I just did it. I'd like a, just get. I don't know. I don't know, man. Honestly, uh, it, it's something that. Um, intrigues me and as someone who likes to push and likes to encourage other people to do shit that get out their comfort zone and all that shit like it, it I've been burning to get back out there still for like 7-8 years bro like I don't know it yeah is. that's what it's, what,
0: the, what it's about man getting outside of your comfort zone doing shit yeah. that's how you grow as a person oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah absolutely I heard
1: this guy saying about like as far as being athletic or, or being able to do things as in, in like an athlete kind of mind frame is that our minds tell us one thing but our bodies if we're not staying conditioned will st- our bodies will still let us do it but then we, that's how we end up getting hurt mm. because our conditioning is not in our brain it's on our body you know but yeah. our, our brain will tell us oh yeah man you can still jump five feet in the air and jump on. <laughs> and then your fucking knees take out and your yeah. ankles are gone but yeah, yeah, it's all about it could be inconsistent, staying with it. Me, I, fuck, I'm, I have a hard time getting in the truck sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know, That's it's how out of shape I am, bro. It's not necessarily in a shape, out of shape. You, might, you just... might need
0: some Camp Gladiator. Shit.
1: Hey, no, it's okay. still out there, man. I mean, I don't do it anymore. I, uh, it, I quit CG about
2: four months ago, five months ago. They do it CG. everywhere now, too, right? Oh, like, it's all, all over, over the place, Oscar's man. Uh, well, we have it over there. It's over there at uh, St. Mary's Church. It's I over to see there. you out there when I was running all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. You run by. Yeah. And um, over there at the Justice Center and then in Tanktown. Yeah, i uh, seen it in Tanktown. Yeah, Jenny, the girl who runs her name is Jenny Saw. She loves Tanktown, man. And she's trying to do her best to help give Tanktown a good name. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. I mean, you're from Lockhart and you know, for a lot, of, a lot of times, there's not a lot or not a lot of people have a lot of good to say about Tanktown sometimes for whatever reasons, but She wants it to be a place that people, uh, have good, uh, yeah. they have a
1: venue over there, wedding venue over there too. Yeah, yeah, that's it's right over, there. She's right there outside of that place. There, yeah, I saw they had something
2: there. the other day. Like it's pretty nice. Yeah, it looks so, nice. Yeah. It's
0: it's different. It, it's Tank Town, but it's I mean it's it looks nice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like for the location and where it's, it's at. it's Like stuff. as
1: soon as you cross the tracks, it's like, come <laughs> <laughs> on, different. I mean, they're supposed to
2: be doing something with those tanks. I heard mm-hmm. right. Yeah, uh, yeah I heard space. that. Uh, man, I thought there was. Th- I heard they were supposed to try to make like some apartments or some shit out of there I heard that same thing. Like I don't see. I don't know how that's gonna it happen make it studios. sounds cool um but like, uh, i have yet to see it i mean as a real estate yeah. agent like i'm curious like you're gonna do what with those damn tanks yeah but gonna throw some insulation in no, like, sure, bro, <laughs> you, gonna be cold in a winter, you gotta be baked yeah exactly
0: i uh i drove by there uh i drove by there almost daily and uh and they tagged up like on one side of the tits all tagged up oh, man. and i was like man they like i mean they you know they're kids obviously and i'm like dude why you wanna why you wanna like make your Community and your neighborhood like look like trash. You know what I'm saying? They don't get it. Yeah, it, it, it's a youth thing, you know. But I mean, that's. I feel like you know it's it's uh, up to people like us that are you know like where we've grown up and we've matured already to kind of just educate the youth and show them uh, the right direction to go in. You know, as opposed yeah. to you know the wrong way because, I mean, you're you're young and you make stupid decisions which could impact your life long
2: term. You know, for oh, you man, know who you telling. <laughs> Oh, for sure man yeah uh, yeah and that's, that's that's a conversation I've had with a few of my friends uh, you know I come from a family of ministers my dad's a preacher uh, has been since I can remember my grandfather's a preacher my uncles uh, a couple of my uncles are preachers my brothers my oldest brother is the uh, chaplain at TCU Just kind of like a coach uh, and he gets to deal with a lot of the students and the, the athletes you know what I mean he has relationships with a lot of them he goes to all the games and this and that um, and then I believe my other two oldest siblings are both um, ordained ministers, too, I believe. But anyways, all I'm getting at is I come from a family of ministers, and um, it's always been something to me that I do want to give back. I do want to serve. I don't know that I'll ever be standing behind somebody's pulpit. I don't think that's me. But doing all the stupid things that I've done in my life, starting with the burning down of H-E-B at 11 years old. You know what I mean? I sold freaking drugs uh, starting at 15 years old. I used to sell freaking um, Xanax in school. You know what I mean? Like, it was ridiculous. And I didn't start out making a lot of great decisions. You know what I mean? And even though I was taught way better than than what I was doing, I was out there doing a lot of crazy shit. And then even on into my early 20s, you know, I had my first son at 20 years old, my second one at 23 I did a lot of things to make my life pretty damn challenging, you know what I mean. But none of those things ever truly held me back. I've still done a lot of great things with my time and my my uh, my efforts and uh, making something of my life and continuing to try to grow and to push and to do more things. You know what I mean. And I feel like I'm doing that. And I feel like <clears throat> it's always been something that I want to do uh, for for I guess younger folks, not necessarily youth group, maybe or Somehow but I want to positively affect the youth in our community and inspire them to do big things and help you them have see some like sort of
1: mentor on the yeah, yeah, and right. like, bro,
2: I've been that dude. I was that I've done all this shit. i like that none of that shit's gonna get you anything that you really yeah. want in life, but a headache, you know what I mean? Get you in trouble like Do you remember people telling you that
0: when you were young? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, so you yeah. can kind of, like, think back and, like, <clears throat> think and remember how you received that message as, like, a, a youth, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: And that's why I really want to do it because I feel like a lot of the people that I had in my life talking to me <clears throat> hadn't, I don't know, hadn't, um, I don't know, done, I don't know, I don't feel like they had the credibility that I have you know what I'm saying, having been through a lot of the stuff that I've been through to be able to say, like, look, kid, I've been there. I've done that. Like, let's do this because that ain't what you mm, need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and the people that I was being preached to a lot of were just square-ass people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 you, you think, like, as far as, like, whenever he was saying, like, somebody already told you that. Like, I've had people tell me things when I was younger and I was like, oh, fuck that. What the fuck is he know? Like, what do you think is, the, like, clicks in kids' heads that make them not want to listen to people that, like, now that I'm older, I'm, like, thinking back, man, I should have fucking right.
3: listened.
1: <laughs> like, how stupid was that shit? How, how yeah. do you think we could make that click in kids' heads at a younger age instead of when they turn 25, you know? Yeah, especially young men, we we take a long time to get common sense and to to build the type of character that can listen to somebody instead of thinking, "Oh, he's just trying to tell me what to do." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I don't I don't I wouldn't be able to tell you the first thing about how to try to get somebody to actually take some common sense <laughs> with somebody the right way. You know, I'm
2: telling you, man, because I mean that was the exact problem with living in the household that I lived in with my dad. My dad was always like the preacher. Preacher, you know, man. he wasn't he's a great dad don't get me wrong he provided he was there he did all the things but I felt like I was always dealing with a preacher you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and man it's hard having someone who's like always coming down on you and uh just being the way that he was and so um I don't know man uh being around someone and my point is like I wasn't for whatever reason I wasn't hearing him You know what I mean? He was always teaching me the right things and trying to instill in me the right things. I mean, dude, when I would get in trouble, like my dad was, my dad was some serious. First of all, I would wake up and go to bed to uh, gospel music. All the time. When we went to sleep, he would you can ask any of my friends. When they came over, when it was time to go to bed, my dad would come in, turn the radio on, put on some gospel music. He'd pray with us. He'd sit there and pray with us. Hey, y'all, shut up. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd pray with us, and then he would go out the room. You know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, it, it was tough being around him a lot of times. But he was always trying to, to lead us in the right direction. But, man, like, I was just, I saw him as the dude who was just, getting in the way of what I wanted to do, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And what I wanted to do, though, wasn't getting me nowhere good, you know yeah. what I mean? And he could see that, and I could not I could say, oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, but he's wise enough to know th- the difference. And, like, you know, like, if you're doing this, the, the proof is in the pudding. Like, yeah, you can say know. one thing, but I can see this. Especially yeah. now that you know I mean?
1: we've gotten older and we sit there and we look back on ourselves saying that, like, <laughs> How stupid did we look? If we're sitting here trying to tell, convince somebody that's been through it what the fuck we're not doing, right? You know,
0: yeah, it's it's a it's a cycle of life, man, and that's why like you know like I I would encourage people to have have kids, you know what I'm saying, because it gives you, in my opinion, the full 360 of life. You know, like I still you know to this day. Um, Hear, like see my mom and myself like oh this is why she said that or this is why mm-hmm. or or and I realized like I felt bad at times I'm like dude I was a punk ass kid you know what oh, I'm saying? Man I have those moments
1: I don't know how long it took me to stop finally apologizing to my dad for being an <laughs> asshole. <to me. laughs> and I would I I just like randomly call him and be like, hey what's up man I'm like just just want to tell you man I'm sorry for being a fucking punk ass kid. <laughs> oh you ain't gotta worry about it. That was your job and um, he's all understanding and nice and I'm like Nah, fuck that kid that you, that was being like that to you, like just unappreciative. But now it's like he's like, that's what kids do, and as as, as adults, we got to deal with it. We got to teach them better. So yeah, we got
0: a comment here from Ryan Gonzalez. Listening to someone tell you what to do isn't the same as someone who's done it telling you why not to do it by example. Which you know, <laughs> yeah,
3: that makes Absolutely. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right.
2: And that's why I say I feel like I have a better platform to talk to some of these people because yeah, I'm not just telling you as someone, hey. It's, this is statistically you should do like no dude don't do this because I'm telling you from experience yeah blah 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 you Um
1: know? yeah <clears throat> exactly lead by example let's go
2: uh, exactly.
0: if you don't mind let's go back to H-E-B for, for just a bit <laughs> right. oh
1: my, I had that feeling that was coming <laughs> I'm,
0: wa- I'm wondering like um like did you did, did y'all set out over there by like to like I don't think y'all set out to like do what happened right um, and correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, like, I mean, what was going through your mind? And then when you see things, like, getting out of hand, like, what what was, like,
2: what was going on in your head and all that? Well, oh, so for all the people who don't know, I guess I'm going to tell
0: this story. <laughs> all
3: right.
2: So um, so let me just go back and just give you how – this is how the day started. Me and Mondo Vega starting at his house, right? We were at his house. He lives over here by uh, Dr. Lawrence's office. We walk across town to – uh, over by, by uh, the hardware store by what used yeah. to be the Circle K. My aunt lives there, right? Um, stop, my mom was staying there at the time. <clears throat> Me and my mom were staying there at the time. My uncle, he uh, he barbecues all the time. There's matchbooks all over the house. You can find them in the drawers. You can find them next to the barbecue pit. You can find them wherever. I just happened to grab a box of matches, put them in my pocket. Didn't see those matches all day long until we get to H-E-B. Anyways, <laughs> we stop at the recreation center um, back in the day, Miss Lee used yeah. to have the rec center open. The Den, right, is what it was uh, called, I think? I think so. Yeah. Something right there across from where the lounge is right yeah. now. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they had old school games and this and this and that. It was, you know, whatever people would donate and this and that. It was, you know, it was all right. And so we were there for a couple hours and just bullshitting. And then we decided to walk over to HEB. They got the old race car games and shit up there you know uh-huh. that you could play. So me and Mondo walked over there, and my buddy, well, uh... This guy that I knew uh, happened to uh, be walking into the store, and I just happened to see him, and I was like, oh, shit, started talking to him. I had no intention to walk around in the store, and then I was just walking around with him. So we're walking around the store. We're here and there. Um, I'm in a tank top. This is December 20th, 1996, (laughs) (laughs) or December 21st, one or the other. Either way, um, but it was somewhat warm. I had on a tank top, shorts, We're walking around the store, We're walking down the back of the store where it's real cold, I have my hands in my pockets. We end up going to the, um, what's that, freaking, uh, the cosmetics aisle, I'm asking him, so he's got braids, all right, you know, at the time, I'm 11 years old, he's 13, a little older kid, long hair, braids, it's cool, I want to do this shit to my hair, how'd you do this to your hair? So that's how we end up in the cosmetics aisle, right, and so he's showing me all the relaxer and this and that. We're at the end of the aisle. That's where all this stuff is. And then we're going to head towards the front of the store. We turn and start walking. I have my hands in my pockets. I feel the matches. I take the matches out. I light one. I let it burn to the end. I throw it on the ground, step on it. I light another match. I'm walking with it. I see a grown-up or someone bigger than me pass me. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm playing with matches. And I shake it and toss it. And I get out. As soon as we get out the store, okay, we're out. No big deal. I'm out. I can't get in trouble no more. Uh, Grab a soda, sit on the sidewalk, chilling. That dude that I happened to see at the store, his grandmother was there. So he's talking to her outside. And then, boom, all these people start running out the store saying that there's gunshots and all kinds of shit. shit. Everyone's like, what? Everyone's running. It's crazy. So us, we're like, what the hell? So, you know, let's get out of here. We start walking back towards Mondo's house, which is on the other side of town because it's by Dr. Lawrence's office. We're walking. Sirens, this and that. see a little smoke. And, you know, okay, smoke getting bigger, smoke's getting bigger. And as after all, I was like, no way, like, there's no way that, like, but at the same time, I'm like, I didn't see it go out. I was playing with a match, like, but no way, like, no way. We get all the way to Mondo's, we turn on the news, it's on the news, it's like, holy <laughs> shit. Did you know that <laughs> you did it? I mean, like I said, that's how, my whole mindset was like, I don't, like, I didn't do that, or I didn't intend to do that, yeah. but... It happened. <laughs> so, we, my mom picks me up that evening, me and Mondo, um, about 6.30 or something like that. And she picks me up, y'all know the HDB's on fire? I'm like, yeah. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, Like, really? yeah, we heard. And we drive by there and, like, people are parked at the fucking park across the street. Like, everyone's just watching HDB burn. You know what I mean? And we drive by and I'm just looking at this thing like no fucking way and people say I use fucking hairspray yeah, like, I, heard man, that's, that's so that's I heard that that is I just told you what happened yeah. so driving by to see that fucking thing engulfed this is like no fucking way. Like, no match, right? like no like no way <laughs> so we get home um were you scared that you were gonna get in trouble uh I mean I wasn't just gonna go like tell on myself yeah. or anything you know yeah. what I mean so I'm just like gonna mm, so, so, oh, see what happens we're sitting there back at my aunt's house where i would picked up the matches that day I get back there it's about ten thirty at night officer Knutsen, <laughs> bottle caps as we all used to call him. big booty canoody <laughs> 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 big booty canoody um he gets there man and my uncle opens the door because we're staying at their house he opens the door and he's talking to someone and he looks back in and he calls my mom he's like they're looking for your son and he didn't even look at me, so I'm thinking like, oh, you my brother, go again. Like this nigga been in trouble. It's like this dude. I was like, what he done now? And so, and he, yeah, even with my said, I'm thinking like, what the hell he done? I didn't even think about me. Yeah. And then my mom goes to the door and she's talking for a second, and then she turns around and she looks at me and she's like, Mikey, they're here for you. And I was like, and I look at Mondo, I'm like, bro, you want to run? Uh-uh.
3: <laughs> and
2: he's just looking at me like deer in the headlights, like what? And I'm like, fuck it, we put on our shoes. Knutson comes in the door. Uh, He escorts us to the car. We go to the police station. Um, And you're 11? 11 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we get there, and they basically told us that they knew what had happened. So what I found out later, and so one of, you know, they questioned all the H-E-B employees. Do y'all see anything? Do y'all know anything? Blah, 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 blah. One of them saw the kid that I was with. The other kid that I haven't mentioned his name, mm-hmm. and supposedly they went and questioned him, and he told on us. So they came straight to us. They were trying to charge both of us, and so this is where I just admitted to it because now they're trying to charge my buddy Mondo, and he didn't do anything. So I'm like, no, this is what happened. Blah 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 blah. So <laughs> let's go another step back. So the day before that happened. Me and Mondo happened to rent a movie from *Dust Till Dawn*. Y'all remember that movie, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Marine fucking Some vampires, high. all bush. High. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, <I> <laughs> and uh, if you recall in the beginning of that movie, George Clooney and uh, Quentin Tarantino, they're in a, like a gas station type thing. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino thinks he mouths something, and so they end up in a little gunfight with the clerk, mm. and. They end up shooting out all the liquor behind the clerk and then throw in a roll of toilet paper, light it on fire, throw it, and then burn, and the thing blows up. Mm-hmm. The state's case against me was that I was trying to do a copycat crime, and uh, yeah. that was their case against me. Up. So.
1: But you told them what happened, what did they say? Yeah.
2: Um, they I didn't mean, give a fuck. Well, I mean, you know, they still charged me with arson. I had a trial when I was... Uh, uh, so that happened in December. I had a trial like the end of May, maybe beginning of June. Yeah, had a lawyer like, in that, all that year? Yeah. I'm in mean, a court appointed. You didn't yeah. have my damn money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this dude, he was badass. His name was Kyle Maysell. This motherfucker would smoke cigarette after cigarette on breaks. He smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> God. <laughs> but he was cool, man. And he helped my mom and uh, other times in my family down, down the years with other things. And, like, he was just cool, man. He was like a family friend. Um, tall, skinny, white guy. Just... Puffing on cigarettes, just taste like cigarettes, dog. Just being in his presence is just like God. He smelled like an ashtray, but he was amazing man, and uh, he was he was he was an angel to us man. So, but yeah, man. So I went to have that trial. It took about a week long. They we put all kind of people on the on the uh, on the stand to try to incriminate me I guess How you would you say seem like a criminal, right? and uh, they had they would brought the firefighters and this and that and but uh, you know I had a lot of character witnesses as well and what's funny one of the things uh, they brought in a uh, psychiatrist and you know I've done two psychological exams in my life both uh called by my probation office for me to do to see if I'm crazy or not but uh scored very very high on both of them and um uh, where and they were talking to the um, the state doctor trying to make me look bad, he really made me look a lot better. He was like, This is really a bright kid, blah, blah he's probably more intelligent than most of the people in this room, blah, 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 blah. I was like
1: yeah, bitches, <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> <Uncommittable> bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh no nah, man, it was uh interesting interesting uh, experience. I ended up uh getting they so they didn't convict me of um arson. The judge didn't believe that I did it on purpose, so they convicted me of criminal mischief. Uh, I think it was like $5.5 million in damage, so (laughs) I was 11, they put me on probation until I was 18, Um, and yeah, I did 600 hours of community service, so yeah, for all y'all. I did my time. My
3: record. <laughs> the record's
1: straight now. He didn't use hairspray. How yeah, because that was the long. Yeah. That's that's what I had forever.
2: Yeah, yeah. No man, it wasn't a hairspray. If I would use hairspray, they they would have got my. it would That would have been. He nah. just. Nah. I yeah, he,
1: hearing
0: uh, like those rumors, I was under the impression that like you know you guys set out to like. Yeah, burn down H-E-B. You nah, know what I mean.
2: It wasn't a thought in my mind that day. It was it was a big surprise to all of us. <laughs> How did
0: being uh, on probation, like through high school and all of that, like impact your like? I mean, because high school is when you you know you hang out, you go to parties, you you know yeah. you do all the fun stuff. Did that have any impact on that?
2: Um, I mean, at first I was on super intensive probation, what they called it. Uh, I had to report three times a week... Monday, Wednesday, Friday... Every uh, every week for a while... But that only lasted well, they for They thought you were a
1: pyro... Right? <laughs> yeah. They did... Right? <laughs> so the God first damn. few months... And... Um, like that's just still a kid though... Like you're gonna treat him like he's like a fucking kid. Dude they tried kid. to
2: send me to prison bro... 11 years They old. tried to send me to prison... Dude... When the DA... When the judge gave his... Um, verdict... Whatever you want to call it... hey, I'm not sending you to TYC... Whatever the d.a like banged the table no lie like he was legit pissed, and everyone kind of looked at him, and he was kind of like oh shit, like, I mean, shit he was mad bro like <laughs> funny, I, I ain't got nothing to say about it oh man if i oh never i'm not that's another
3: podcast
0: you probably okay. wanted that uh <clears throat> conviction under his belt you know as oh, sure. uh, just listening to like uh a different podcast and talking about how the criminal justice system works and once you commit to a charge you know you're you know it, it's it's like a win-loss record for them, you know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. don't want to take that L. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. No, and I get that, man. Yeah, but yeah, like, 11-year-old kid, bro. Like, I yeah. was not trying to do that. Bro, I admit it. I st- I lit that match. I chunked it right there. And yeah, yes. when they said, hey. Because you knew the you were doing something the- wrong. So right, that's, what I'm saying. Yeah. that's why I threw it. Like, I said that, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wasn't, try- I, was- I wasn't trying to hide it. I know I did something wrong. It very well could have been me. Y'all say the fire started in that aisle. Motherfucker, I told you I did it in that aisle.
1: Yeah. What the fuck? That makes you go to think that, like, how many people. Like, how could you have turned out differently if they would have convicted you of that way and treated you so extreme? And you could have been a totally different person, dude. I would have spent had the had rest of your totally life in jail, person, or however long they were trying to, pff, yeah, turn you into some fucking heinous crazy guy or something. You know, what does that
0: carry? Like a charge of arson? Uh, you know,
1: honestly, no, man, I don't know. It's been so long. Yeah, but uh, a lot of yeah. money. Oh yeah,
0: especially the, the, the amount thousand. of damages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: because I think that that has a lot to do with how you end up getting charges. How much the money? How much? Yeah, how much was affected? So
0: that did that whole strip like. Did that did that whole strip get affected because they had a the movie gallery attached to it, right? <laughs> all
2: of them, off or all three stores, right? Because it was what I ATV, can't remember how movie it looked. gallery and um, I don't know the other one. It was a movie store and a something other store, and then there was a pawn shop in the corner of the yeah, parking the lot. Pawn shop. Yeah, and, uh, that was a but yeah, like ass the, the wall between the the store immediately next to it was busted. It it, it messed up during all the water and everything and like there was water damage in the next door and it's like yeah like everything total though was like 5.5 in damage 5.5 million in damage
0: yeah, some some would say you did the uh, citizens of Lockhart a favor. Cause, you know
2: what I mean. People tell me that shit all the time. Anytime someone's on the discussion page or something talking about something needs to be destroyed or this, you're like, call Michael Frank. My man, <laughs> does, <laughs> does,
0: my it up? does it get
2: brought up? Does he get brought up often?
0: Do your uh, work, uh, dude.
2: <laughs> I, I bullshit you not. I someone posted something just a couple weeks ago uh, yeah. on the Lockhart discussion page and. Uh, dude Jimmy Jimmy somebody was like Hey Michael Frank This and this and that I was like First of all bro Like I got out of the Demolition shit Years ago I'm into the Fucking real estate I'm into development Rebuilding right, <laughs> Like so I'm, I'm done with my that my career
3: path bye-bye. Yeah
2: Thanks asshole uh-huh. But I, said, I have been in uh, Real estate for quite a while Now though be honest
3: yeah that's <laughs> good man,
2: that's crazy dude I, I remember
0: that day man because uh we we rode by and it was it was a scene definitely you know and yeah and it's like
1: holy oh, shit this God. big-ass building is burning i was okay. like when Dobbs burned down everybody came out to watch mm-hmm. yeah we were upset with that we were we were sitting across the street eating ice cream that's what my family owned the nursery uh-huh. we We're sitting over there eating ice cream in the parking lot watching it's fucked up yeah that was
0: i mean shit they needed an upgrade too that was kind of i mean I well, he, all the grease
1: in that motherfucker that never got cleaned up—that <laughs>
2: shit will catch fire like crazy, man. Like in most kitchens, man, like you gotta you gotta clean very, very yeah. well because that stuff can catch fire. Yeah, uh,
1: after a while, man, all that buildup of soot and all that crap. He said, "JP heard the real estate business is on fire, <laughs> <laughs> man." But to go
2: back to kind of answer your question, you asked like how that affected me growing up. Um, man uh like i said i was on that super intensive probation for a while uh then i was just it's kind of normal whatever uh man you know a lot of my friends at the time their parents were like we don't want you hanging around with that kid you know what i'm saying uh which was i was kind of tough because like you know people that i cared about now acting like you know this kid is he, he's bad news which i mean i get it you know don't get me wrong but i was the same kid <laughs> like i was fucking yeah. playing with matches bro And um, But uh, I still had some friends that uh, stayed close. And um, as I got into high school, like you said, man, like um, I wanted to to be like everybody else. I want to go out and I want to party and I want to do this and that, man. But I had a curfew and there were times that I would stay at home uh, and people were going out. I had one good friend, um, J.P. Leal, my nigga right there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Man, that dude... Stayed with me when I was on lockdown, couldn't go nowhere. And people used to always make fun of me, like, dog, you're <laughs> Like, nah, man, that nigga helped me down. He stayed with me when I was, uh, you know, it sucked being uh, a teenager. A teenager. A yeah, yeah, like that, man. What like, was your we, curfew? Like nine o'clock? Shit, nah, it was even earlier than that sometimes, oh, man. Shit. Uh And had to ask to do anything, get it okayed, and all that shit. It had monitors on here and there, and just stupid shit, bro. But, uh, you know How did it feel when you finally got on? <clears throat> oh, dude. I smoked a blunt with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I smoked a fat blunt with my brother. No lie. <laughs> That's a good,
1: good way to celebrate. Yeah. yeah. He's a son that Can yeah. yeah.
0: imagine, man? Especially when you're young, dude. I mean, you're basically trapped at home, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was still out there acting a fool sometimes, man. And, man, my mom had to come pull me out of parties and shit sometimes. Because... I was out being somewhere I shouldn't, and you know she didn't want me to get in trouble. And man, my mom was a G, bro. We put her through so much hell. So mom, sorry, I love you. You know, I told her the same thing, man. Like I've just out of nowhere, like my mom is so sorry for mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. And she's just like, baby, it's okay.
3: Uh-huh. And then you <laughs> feel even worse too
1: because she's all uh, accepting about it. Yeah, just, it you love like-
2: you. <sighs> That's, uh, yeah. I mean, I was, like
0: I was horrible, man. Yeah, I was a horrible kid at times. You know, parents, man, and, and being a parent too, you love your kids no matter what. You know what I mean? And, and unconditionally, you know, and it's it's, a, it's our job to be there and support them. You know, no matter what and stuff. Absolutely. But but at the same time, like your parents, you <clears> don't realize <throat> it when you're a kid. Because I used to think like my mom, like I feel bad about like once I hit like sixth grade, I wanted like Vince Carter Nike shocks. I remember they were like 150 bucks, dude. And my mom constantly, I don't have money, I don't have money, dude. I bitched about it so much, and she went and bought them. And uh, looking back I'm like Dude I feel bad man You know what <laughs> I mean Cause she I know she didn't have The money for him But she yeah. She she made do Like she She sacrificed You know yeah. And um it, it Like as kids We think that our parents Have to I, I tell my kids You get You get uh Shelter You get uh Clothes And you get food That's that's all that's guaranteed Everything else is extra
1: That's, that's all right. you're expected to do Like mm-hmm. that's what they say Legally it's all you're expected to do You ain't gotta give all that extra shit Clothes on your back That's it Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Then you want to do extra, you know? You want to be, oh, yeah, man. you want to be that one. Man, my dad bought me this nice ass hat, whatever, <laughs>
0: yeah, or shoes, whatever. Yeah, the fuck. yeah. do you get mad when people bring that up? Like, what, like, uh, this HEB and stuff? Oh, uh, no, nah, man,
2: huh? dude, it was. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm 37 now, man, that happened at 11 years old. It almost just seems like a story I tell people. Like, I know I lived it, you know what I mean? And I went through it, but like, it's been so long. It's been so long. Like I said, it ain't, it don't hold me back. I don't, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm traumatized or anything by it. I don't give it a second thought unless somebody brings it up. Like, so it's just another cool story. You could think of it
1: as like maybe it saved you. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I
2: mean, I it in a way, make. it could have, you know. Dude, because, I mean, if I'm honest, bro, like, even though I was on probation, all was years, like I said, dude, like, I, I still started selling freaking Xanax at 15 years old. I was on probation with Xanax pills at school. You know what I'm saying? Like, selling them out of my locker. Like, stupid. Bro. Like, I mean, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just being honest, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Um I was still out there bro and I ended up getting in trouble again man when I was 16 years old uh me and some friends were out and uh we're all barred out drunk I'm driving shouldn't have been driving friends passed out in the seat uh the, the guy's car I'm driving passed out in the back seat cuz he's more messed up than I am my friend is sitting in the front seat, on the floorboard, and she's got like her head on the seat oh, where shit. she's talking to me, and I'm just driving. I'm looking over, we're talking. <laughs> and we're talking. Like, before what you kind know of sense
3: does
1: that make, though? Bro,
2: I, before Your you know kid, it, we and... are upside down. She is in the fucking back seat. He is no longer in the car. Oh Dude, shit. I fucking am hanging upside down. Like, what the fuck? Undo my seatbelt, hit the fucking roof, crawl out the car. My buddy's rolling around in the street and he's fucking oh, and he's, he tries to stand up and he drops to the ground. I'm like, dude, sit down, like, stop trying. He's like, dog. He, the good thing he was drunk because he was limp when he got yeah, flung right. out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was good. Uh, but man, that um, shit, that that right there messed up my uh, baseball opportunities. Man, I got locked up the summer before my senior year. I had several D1 schools and professional scouts looking at me going into my senior year. But I didn't play the summer before my senior year. Mm. So they're like, where the hell is Mike Franks? What's he doing? They find out I'm in trouble, that I am locked up that summer because I got in trouble during the school year. My probation was trying to not hinder my school and locking me up in the summer. But that hindered my baseball. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah
1: man (laughs) but you turned around to be positive now yeah yeah yeah. yeah. trying to bring some light back to it
2: (laughs) well yeah I'm just you know just putting it all out that's that's what I'm trying to say like regardless of all the stupid shit I've done like those are just man those are old chapters bro bro. those are old chapters in my life it's got nothing to do with me now and I'm moving and grooving, baby. Yeah, yeah. Living you learn. So, can't, yeah. You can't be stuck Hell in the yeah. past. Doing man. big things. Oh yeah, man. I'm glad I have the experience I have and the the head on me that I have. Like, fuck it. Built to be I, a really I'm strong
1: person. It. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: When you got into MMA, were you like a fan of like MMA, like <clears throat> Pride, UFC and all that? Oh, yeah.
2: I've been yeah. watching that kind of stuff for years. Like I said, growing up, man, I watched a lot of martial arts movies and stuff like that. I always wanted to do martial <laughs> arts, but being in all the traditional sports, I never had time. I played football. I played baseball, you know what I'm saying, in school. So I didn't have a lot of time to to devote to anything like that. I always wanted to. And so when I got out of school and I was about uh, 20 years old, a couple of years, um, you know, I played two years of college ball coming out of um, high school. And then I was sitting around for one year not doing anything. And I'm like, I got to do something. Like I was used to competing. I was mm-hmm. young still. Like I need to do something. And um you know, MMA was growing at the time, and I had a couple of buddies who were really, really into it. And I'm like, I'm going to be a fucking fighter. And I trained for 10 months before I had my first professional fight. Didn't even do amateur So you went straight kick. pro? Straight pro, bro. It wasn't like my plan or anything. It just kind of worked out that way. Uh, one of my buddies had a couple of professional fights, and they were looking for another fighter on that card. And he was like, it was three and a half weeks before the fight. They were like, we need someone to fight at this weight. Can you do it? And I'm like, so high-minded. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Three and a half weeks away. I needed to lose like 30-something pounds. Never fought before in my life. Yeah, no problem. I got this. And uh, dropped the weight. Worst weight cut of my life, bro. Oh, my God. You're dying. I got to, so back then I competed at 170. I think when I got the phone call, I was about 200 pounds. I was 198, actually. I was 198. I needed needed to lose 28 pounds. I got to 178. The day before the weigh-ins, and so the day before, I started already uh, weight cutting. No water, no nothing. nothing. You know, you yeah. know, you know how it yeah. is. And so I got to the end of that night, and I think I was I went to bed at like one seventy-three. I'm like, all right, wake up, do a little more, get on the scale. I'm done. I can rehydrate. I'm good. Well, during the night, my dumbass cheating. I go and have a couple popsicles, not a couple. I have a few popsicles. Liquid, right? Was I wake up in the morning. Right? I wake up in the morning, bro, and I'm back at 178. And I was like, "Fuck!" From your, a couple your,
1: popsicles?
2: Oh, I probably ate like
3: four or five. Uh, where your uh, Where
2: are your coaches like? What the fuck? Uh, I mean, it was my buddy. Me, I oh, mean, okay. back then it was uh, me and my buddy Vanvo, Van Tactic, uh, my dude out there. Uh, we did a lot of our training and a lot of our weight cutting and all that stuff, just, just me and him. He was the only other white one in boy? the gym. At the, uh, he's like, I believe he's half white, half Vietnamese. Does he look white? Kind, he looks like a familiar, white man, Vietnamese boom. person. <laughs> um, but anyways, man, so I wake up, I'm at his house, I'm back to 170. he looks at me and he was just like, well, you gotta weigh in later. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do about it? So I'm like, fuck. We go in the... the yeah, we go in his restroom and turn it up. It's, turn the, the faucet all the way on. Turn the shower all the way on. Close the door. Turn it's hot. And he's in there with me. And I'm doing all I can. I'm dying, bro. And we, I get down to like one, seven. I know I got like three or four pounds. I still need to do and I, I was like, dude, take me back to my buddy Kalunga's uh, house. He's got a, uh exercise bike and I can sit down. Like, I can't even stand anymore. Like, I can't shadow box. I am depleted from all this, you know... Um, all this working out the previous weeks cutting down my nutrition so that I'm knowing that I'm actively making sure that I'm dropping this weight and then the last couple days like I've already been cutting weight and I'm doing it extra because I cheated you know what I mean (laughs) and so I'm like take me to Kalunga's house I get on that bike man and I'm just like in every 15-20 minutes I'm losing a pound and I got to take off all my gear, weigh myself, wipe off all the sweat and all the thing, and put all that nasty shit back on. Three a sauna Every suitor. layer, two sauna suits, <laughs> three or four layers, beanies on. Like it's just dangerous. Your heat, body heat's going up. You're extremely dehydrated. it, you start having talks with God. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, it's like out of. It's like, dude, if you've never been, people, most people are dehydrated on the norm, but to be this dehydrated is like it's like spiritual bro <laughs> you're like having an out-of-body
0: it's it's never got the notification. It's i know crazy. it seems like That's a lot of people the, never did
1: yeah
0: um We're sorry it's did you ever think about quitting what? like like right then and there like fuck it i ain't gonna make the weight.
2: oh no nah, man I'm never doubt my mind there you go. it was like it, it sucked <laughs> i don't know how i was going to but i was like i got this Fucker not letting me stop i'm not gonna stop like unless i pass out here and i just can't like i'm gonna do this until i have to like I said, I'm a fucking professional. I said, I'm going to come in at this weight. I'm going to come in at this weight. What was the first thing you had after you made weight?
1: Popsiches.
2: I think I had some Pedialyte or some shit, man. And that was just like a trick that other fighters had told me. Like, you know, when you're coming off and you're extremely dehydrated, you need to put electrolytes and shit back in your body. Because you can't just go right back in and just like start rubbing. It's hard to hurt your stomach. You know, you're, you know, yeah. It, it, it's hard to just engorge and stuff when you're that in that state was that the worst weight cut you ever had? <clears throat> yeah dude and that was the the least amount that was only eight pounds i cut as much as 17 pounds once but you know your body kind of gets used to doing yeah. things and it was just the first time i had never done it it was it was tough and then once you've done it before you know what to do <clears throat> safe <clears throat> so. to say
0: you never cheated again
2: nah man I got way better at it dude I got way better at cutting the weight I I figured it out for me what I would always usually do 24 hours out from getting on the scale I'd stop drinking water or I'd stop drinking or eating and then I would get as close as I possibly could to my body weight that I wanted to be at on that day drink a little bit of water or drink a 24 drink some, drink a Gatorade normal size just sipping on it that night so I'm I'm thirsty I know I'm thirsty but it helped me stay content and I wake up in the morning dude just from not eating something for 24 hours if you imagine the amount of food and stuff you put in your body in 24 hours and not having that in you on top of um, all that sweating yeah. you're down a good amount of pounds and you wouldn't even realize it like I would literally just wake up and at that next that same time the next day I was 3 or 4 pounds lighter just from not consuming it that shit wouldn't make you feel like shit you kind of get used to it, man. But if you've ever been to weigh-ins, man, you can tell the guys who cut a lot more weight; oh, like yeah. they're they're not happy.
1: I've seen some bad weight cuts. <laughs> they're happy not like, happy. Bro.
2: I've
0: seen dudes not even sick. able to like make it onto the scale. They're just like, yeah, sick. they can't even they like barely stand up, bro. Dude.
1: Sickly. i don't know that I could do that. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: tough. It's what, tough. So, what do you think about like uh, they, they've talked about? Uh, I know, like, uh, if you're familiar with One FC, um, mm-hmm. so they they have like a some things to like curve the weight cuts like they don't really want people cutting a lot of weight they want you to fight at your natural weight so right. they monitor i think they banned like ivs and stuff because mm-hmm. they want you to fight like at your natural what you walk around at right which is kind of like i mean for like big guys for like maybe like john jones you know like he cuts he cuts a pretty pretty uh pretty uh significant amount of weight I'm trying to think of some other ones that cut down uh paulo costa the middleweight mm-hmm. uh he's he's he, a big he guy walks around probably like at 225 and he cuts down to 185 yeah so you're like a you're you're like a, a big guy but you're fighting smaller guys because you pump up like you can put on 15 20 right
2: after you weigh in yeah but man i would say like i said I, I competed at 170 and there were times like i said my my biggest weight cut i was 187 and i cut down to 170 the bigger the person the more sweat you have to lose You know what I mean? And so, and most people don't walk around at their fight weight. They're a little bit bigger, a little bit chunkier. They're having, you know, they're not as disciplined during uh, an off time than they are when they're actually in a fight camp. You know what I mean? So you're naturally going to get leaner and drop some body weight. Naturally, just now you're working out more consistently. You're eating better. You know you have to drop weight. So you lose a little bit of weight. And then you get to that point where, okay, I just need to get to that weight where I know I can lose this much sweat and get on that scale and be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, that time that I was 187, before I started my cut, you know, I obviously got back to 187, eight, all that stuff that I normally do when I fought that time and I got in the ring, I weighed myself, I was like 190 something, yeah. you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, so, I didn't realize just like normal in combat yeah, sports to do the weight cut. I didn't realize at <laughs> first
0: and uh, Kalunga was one of the ones where, because uh, he, he would, you know, he used to work, he was a beast, you know, back then working out and stuff and it wasn't. Like, I would go in there and work out with them and just watching Ultimate Fighter UFC and all that. I didn't realize how much your weight can fluctuate within 24 hours based on what you eat, uh, what you do, sitting in the sauna and all that stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It's pretty crazy. Human oh, yeah. body. Yeah. 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 And so I'm saying, like, some of those heavier guys, man, like, they're closer literally walking around or at fight weight closer to 300 pounds and dropping Thirty pounds of water weight, like you know what I'm saying. Like those are huge guys, but they got a lot more liquid in them because they're bigger. Yeah, no. you know what I mean. So smaller guys generally can't lose as much. Bigger guys can lose more. So yeah. you just got to know your body and how much your body can lose, and you still feel okay. Because like you said, like some organizations, like it's cool if you go and do an IV drip and you get rehydrated just like that, and boom, you're fine. But when you have to recover naturally. Like, you're more likely to not do something as drastic because it's going to affect you later. Yeah. So, hopefully, you would think that person would be smarter and plan and do it better, cut weight better, so that they don't have to do something so drastic.
0: I'm trying to think of that guy that he fought <clears throat> Anderson Silva for the middleweight championship, but uh, he was a Brazilian, but he was like, Drained, Like, walking up to the scale, he was just, like, he looked dead. Yeah. And uh, he made the weight, but he looked like shit. It obviously affected his performance took his during the hospital, fight. Right? Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, yeah.
2: some guys, they end up not letting them fight, man. They're, like, mm-hmm. they're medically unfit to compete in the amount of time that they have to get ready. Like, yeah. motherfucker, like, you just fucked your body yeah. up. Like, I can't, in my right mind, let <laughs> you go. Push your body the way you're about to go push yeah, that's your a body. Huge body shot. You know what I mean, you like, have to
1: go perform for however long a fight is. How long is a fight could last? Yeah, right, like, minimum. Or yeah. I mean,
2: if it goes a full yeah. fight, fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know, they do yeah, three you're five minutes the whole time. Championship twenty five minutes. Do my first fight was nine minutes long. I went to decision. It was uh, three three minute rounds, and I I got out of the cage and uh, one. It was a draw. I I lost a point for grabbing the cage. And so at the end of the fight, it ended up being a draw. But I just remember thinking, like, man, my first fight, I only had 10 months to train. Like, I didn't lose. Like, all right. Yeah. Just, all right, all right. is cool. So, yeah, I remember getting okay. back to the locker room, bro, and I was just so just, man, I ended up throwing up and just sitting there in the shower, curled up in like a fucking fetal position for a while. And just, like, dude, like, my adrenaline was just, and then it was just like, I'm just dumb. Like. And I was tired, bro. Crash like, hard, huh? Dude, you can ask my homies, man. Most of the time we went out after a fight, I was blackout drunk. <laughs> 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 I mean, dude, I was, I was weeks of pushing my body super hard, super clean, all the eating, all of this and that. And then I go and just push my body to like, <clears throat> and then these fuckers trying to get me drunk. and us uh, celebrate. Right, dude, I, I, black, I, blacked out, yeah. I blacked out almost every time we were celebrating. JP Potter says no to sell fire, bad.
0: Xanax bad. Popsicles bad. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I heard we're learning uh, good lessons today. I saw um, uh, this past weekend, uh, Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier. Did you watch the fight? They were banging. Yeah. yeah. Something uh, Dustin Poirier told Michael Chandler after the fight. Uh, they're getting ready to announce the decision, and he walks over to him and he goes, "Hey, Mike." He goes, "Hey, man. I ain't gonna lie. I was scared to fight you." He goes, "I'll respect to you, man." He goes, "Hey, but without fear." Uh, brave courage. Bravery doesn't, yeah. uh, you can't be brave. Yeah. And I was like, I never thought of that. And I was like, it makes total sense because if you're not afraid of something, how are you going to be brave? Right. You know what I mean? Because without fear, bravery doesn't exist. Exactly. You know. Like, so were you ever scared during a fight? Or look at well, like somebody? Like I said, yeah,
1: yeah
2: absolutely, man. Because I mean, you know that person has been training, they have some skills and knowledge to be able to hurt you. People get hurt fighting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a game. It's the you only sport. You can literally lose your life. Yeah. You know, like, it's every other sport, you guys are playing a game. Like, you're fighting a match. It's trying to take his, his head, head off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And And uh, some people are vicious, bro. And, um, yeah, so it's a little um, scary, but that's that's what
1: you feel fucking alive yeah i've never felt more alive and just to imagine that you're going into fighting someone you don't know and and you don't know what they know and what they're capable of so you've got to just exactly put yourself up here and be like he's capable of everything so i just gotta mark this dude i used to do uh,
0: i used to train boxing over there with uh, coach pete Mm -hmm. and uh that's one thing man i regret is uh, i wanted to get a fight in but i never i never I i was, I'd go drink after practice and smoke and all that shit and show up and run, uh, be running sprints. And he's like, why are you tired? We showed, me and uh, Jimmy Bowen, you know, Jimmy, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. show up on Mondays, just, you know, spent from the weekend. Why are y'all slow? I know what y'all did this weekend. I was like, yeah. but nah, I, We wasted joke. all
1: last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I threw it all away. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, because I think it's, uh, you know, all the other sports like basketball, uh, football, you know, they team sports, you know, but. Fighting is one thing where you go, and it's, I mean, I bet it feels amazing to, you know, drop another man, you know what I'm saying? And you yeah. know, it's like a manly thing, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: And, I mean, like you said, you know, I played uh, team sports all my life, and I was on some good teams, and there were some good players but man, never really went anywhere, made it to any championships or did anything. And I always, you know... Uh, I feel like in, in stats-wise, too, I was usually one of the better players on the team, whether it was football or baseball or, or whatever. Um, but in fighting, yeah, you're the only one in the row Like, you got nobody to blame but yourself, and you can be extremely proud of yourself for getting it done um, if you do Or even if you lose, man, like, that's what I definitely came to learn. Like, people don't care nearly as much if you win or lose if you fight hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you oh, give yeah. it what you have. Man, people don't care. And, you know, I was undefeated up until my first uh, five fights. And then I had my first loss in my fifth fight. And, dude, like, when I had that loss, like, the weight just, it felt good to have. Because, you know, I'm like, I can't lose. I can't lose. Mm -hmm. It's this extra pressure that I'm putting on myself. And that, you know, if I lose, then I don't know. But when it first happened, it was like. Yeah. No big deal. My friends were still there. I still had the people there that loved me. The world kept spinning, man. Like, yeah. here I was putting all this pressure on myself. And it's like, fuck it. You know what I mean? So, I learned I could take an ass-whooping. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, and get back <laughs> up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, because, uh, uh, yeah, I guarantee you a lot of people, they... they. Mike Tyson says, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And most people... You either get hit, and you're like, oh, come on, motherfucker, or you get hit, and you're a little more timid. Like, yeah. I'm kind of a little crazy, I guess, and I don't mind getting hit. Yeah,
0: man. there's there's some people that don't like <clears throat> getting hit, and it sounds weird because, I mean, who likes getting hit? But right. I've seen people that, like, take a punch, and they're like, like, uh, Brock Lesnar was one of them for me. Like, he didn't like getting hit. Yeah. He didn't know how to react. As yeah. big as he, he was. He could be the hammer. Yeah. i couldn't now. Yeah. Uh, dude you remind me so much of uh rumble johnson anthony rumble johnson man he just r.i.p to him yeah bro.
2: yeah man yeah that's crazy uh, dude I'm, I, and i don't know i don't know the the story behind it
0: dude. he was battling an illness i've heard uh it was a combination of things like an autoimmune disease mm-hmm. along with uh possibly cancer or some other things there's like rumors flying around but it kind of reminded me of like a chadwick boseman type deal where he was kind of quiet about it yeah. you know um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. He was a good guy, you know. I didn't know him personally, but I mean, like just seeing him. And he retired early at the peak of his career. He mm-hmm. never. He uh, fought for the title twice against uh, John Jones, and then against Daniel Cormier, also, yeah, which are two world class competitors.
2: All the way up to heavy, yeah, light heavyweight. Yeah. He, dude, was he, big. He, he was huge, huge for yeah. a freaking welterweight. He hits you with that right hand, you're done, dude. Dude, he was a monster. Literally, when he was when I was fighting, he was fighting, and I remember just looking at that dude like I I don't know if I ever want to make it to the <laughs> UFC, bro. Like that dude is scary. Yeah, yeah. That mother, that dude's a monster. But yeah, sad so to see him go, man. Yeah, so. he
0: he dropped uh, Daniel Cormier uh, one time, but he got right back up, and I was like, oh shit, I ain't seen that before. Yeah, so I knew that was that was gonna be a fight
2: is a beast too, man.
0: So once you hung up uh, MMA, once you hung up the gloves, uh, how long after did you transition to the Camp Camp Gladiator?
2: Uh, Well, like I said, I I started doing Camp Gladiator while I was uh, while I was fighting, and I always intended to get back to it. Uh, But I started Camp Gladiator in February of 2014. Was it like like significantly smaller than what it is now? What's that Camp Gladiator? Um, I honestly, I'm not sure. I know we were growing, growing, growing like crazy. Then obviously the pandemic hit, uh, but man, in the fitness world war, where all gyms were closed, they were firing trainers left and right. Like we literally were like one of the best programs out there. Um, about a week after we went into shelter in place mode or whatever during COVID, Our company had already been looking into trying to find a virtual platform for us to be able to train because we're an outdoor company. Like Like, if we can't serve people outdoors, like we can't make money. So they had already been looking into figuring out, like, how are we going to work if we get shut down like China was? And so we already had a Zoom platform within a week of that shelter in place thing happening. We had everything set up to where all of our clients could log in from an app that we already had them using to check in at our workouts to log into our virtual workouts. And uh, every trainer turned their garage into a virtual um, gym uh, for a while. And that's how we got by, man. And uh, we we thought we might lose, like, 10 to 20, 30 percent or something of our clientele. I think we lost five of our original clients at the time. And we picked up, like, 80,000 new virtual Damn. clients Damn. from all over the world Jesus. because now we were offering yeah. a virtual um, offering. And so, yeah. Yeah. I ended up a few months down the road, man, I was making a thousand dollars more into COVID because, and I was offering virtual training that I wasn't doing before and able to keep all my other clients as well.
0: Yeah. How, uh, what do you think about all that? Like the way uh, we won't get too far into it, but just let I me mean, shut it down, shut it down, shut everything down. Go hide. I in mean, your I house. guess
2: it doesn't make much sense to me when, I mean, and I haven't done much research myself, so don't let me fucking get out there and try to tell you all the facts. because I don't know. But from what I hear, the deaths of covid is less than like the deaths of the flu we don't go fucking indoors and hide all fucking time for the flu like we just deal with it and yes people still die every day from it right Mm -hmm. you know and so it doesn't make that much sense to me all the craziness that we did Uh, but you know some people lost their lives man and that sucks and that's very unfortunate and i mean you know one of my very best friends you know what i mean uh was in the hospital for what thirteen fucking months because he ended up catching it and nearly died and all that shit, you know what I mean, so I know it's real uh but yeah. Did, did y'all need to
3: take did y'all push
2: like in uh, in
0: like, the, <clears> the virtual sessions about you know like taking care of yourself and all of that stuff? Oh yeah, to, absolutely. To combat COVID, you know. Yeah,
2: and that was our that was our biggest thing. Like, dude, one of the best things you can do to help yourself is be a healthy person, which is something that they why. didn't
0: they didn't uh, you know talk about like in the media and uh, you know Fauci, you know. Yeah, and then you know once go some, get the vaccine, yeah, yeah. go vaccine, get the vaccine, vaccine and I
2: dude, I did not get it until a few months ago. I never got it. The only reason I got it was because I had to travel somewhere that I needed it or something. Or no, I think I think I caught it in December. I was fine, perfectly fine. My dad, that's what it was. Uh, I'm talking to my dad and he was like, "Son, they're older, you know, they're in their 70s and he was just like, if Do it because, you know, and it was kind of like a whole spiritual thing. I was like, that. if we're Christians and we're expecting God to watch out for us, like, why are we, like, I don't get flu shots. I don't get this and that. Like, why am I getting this thing just because everyone's scared? Like, what are we scared for? Either God's going to protect us or he's not. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that was my mindset. But he was like, if it ain't going to harm you to do it, and it will help, other people feel like you've done all you can to not get it yourself and to not spread it, and that you've done what you can, then nobody can tell you shit. But as long as you're still running around and you got that attitude and you're talking about it this way, then. So I was yeah. like, for y'all's sake, I'll you're not taking. Yeah, your,
1: you're the precautions that you can in order to protect everybody else. For to protect them the them next person, right?
2: Up. And so that's why I was like, you know what, I'm fine. I don't. If I get it, it's not going to kill me. I'm. I'm sure I'll be straight from it. And I can tell them I've done what I could yeah. to protect you.
0: Which, I mean, looking back on it, like, you know, no disrespect to your dad, but which turned out to be false, you know, from based on like what they told us, you know, that this is going to prevent the spread, which yeah. you can still, <laughs> looking back, you can still catch it.
3: Oh, yeah. I've done it like, twice I since I got
1: vaccinated.
0: Vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that.
2: yeah I, got, I caught it three times. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. Like,
2: so, yeah, I was never all that worried about it. And uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Might be a little high-mindedness too, but I'm just like, I'm healthy, I'm good. Like, like I'm gonna go when God's ready to take me, and uh-huh. ain't a damn my day God. sooner. Yeah. So, I don't sit here and worry about all the other stuff, man. I'm gonna live my life, bro. We
0: were watching uh, something. We were watching a movie on Hulu uh, this past weekend with the kids, playing some board games and stuff. And uh, I, I think I was looking on my phone or something during the commercial break. But I'm hearing the commercial, and Hulu got some crazy commercials, man. Let me tell you. And I hear this chick, and she's like, "I was depressed, and I'm this and that." And uh, thanks to it was a medication commercial, and thanks to this, you know, I feel better. And uh, and like I look up, and this chick's like 300 pounds, and like I just couldn't help myself. And I, you know, I told, and I said, I was like, "No wonder you're depressed. You're fat as fuck." You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, and I told my kids, and they were they're like. And I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, I was like, you're depressed, you're this and that, but your first thing is to run to a pill.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: how about you go outside and fucking so no, go for a fucking no run? No self
3: help.
1: Yeah. Right? You just want assistance from everybody Like, else.
0: There, there's never been a time when like I went for a run. And I was like, man, I wish I didn't do that. There's yeah. ne- literally never been a time it worked out or anything, you know. Like, and you get this like you get this feeling after, especially after you push yourself to like the point where you feel like you're fixing a break, you know, yeah. like you you just have like this this like high, you know. I used to run before we would come on. I haven't ran in, like, three or four months. I ain't gonna lie, you know, but, I mean, it, it helps for, like, for me, especially, like, if if I'm feeling, like, like I'll, I'll get, like, frustrated or I'll feel, like, aggravated or, you know, any little thing that, like, you know, like the kiddos or anything, like, I just, I'm just like, oh, man, like, I, I just get, like, aggravated, you know, and I'm like, I, I need to go for a run, you know, yeah. and that's when I started running it was just for a stress relief, Yeah. you know, and, and, it, you know, turned into whatever it is, but I'm just like, dude, like, just, just go. Just push your body a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Instead of yeah. like going to the doctor and thinking that you need like a magic pill, because that's what a lot of Americans I feel like they they think there's a magic pill for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But before you do that, I encourage people like, hey, like go, go step outside your comfort zone. You know, go for a walk. If you're like, if you can't run, go for a walk. Yeah. Do Fast walk. Do yeah. something
1: for yourself. Then yeah. Then just jump. Put
2: yourself you. in a little bit of pain. You
0: right. know, first. Yeah. And see you how know. you
1: feel after that. Yeah,
2: you know, obviously, you know, I kind of preach that, you know, as a trainer for so many years. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not fun. It's not pretty. It's not the thing you want to do. But like you said, when you're done, you're never hardly ever gonna feel like fuck. I hate that I did that. <laughs> you know, you might think before you did like, man, I don't want to do that. That's not gonna be fun. Blah blah blah. And I, yeah, I get it. But being in poor health isn't fun. you know what I'm saying you know dying early ain't fun you know what I mean (laughs) there's a lot of shit that we could simply avoid a lot of health problems a lot of psychological issues if we would simply be what we were designed to be which was active fucking participants in society and active just active people Mm -hmm. you know what
1: I mean like giving yourself so, a sense of accomplishment
3: that like, is yourself like, that's
2: when we feel the best is yeah. when we've accomplished something you know what I mean whether that's for ourselves accomplishing it for someone else a bigger uh you know collective of people or whatever the point is is when we strive and do something challenging that's where we feel good it doesn't feel good to sit around and do absolutely nothing yeah if you sit around and you're out of shape and you ain't ever moved your body, you're probably going to be depressed. I'm not saying because because you're fat, you feel bad. I'm saying because you don't continuously push yourself and um, create a sense it. of purpose. Yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. Why, well, what the fuck do you have to feel good about? Yeah. You know, you're not doing anything. Doing you shit. know you're not using I, your abilities to the best that you could be. What the fuck should feel good about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's oh, yeah. crazy to me, man. Like, oh, I can go all day long, man. Like, being a trainer, whoo we. but you just got to want it, man. You got to want it for yourself, you know I, what I mean? I, um, uh, you know,
0: I've told Austin this before, like, I mean, we, we're in our fourth year of doing the podcast, and I still get nervous sometimes, like, when we have certain guests, like, um, that I, I'm not, like, familiar with, or, like, I'm like, fuck, dude, like, I want to deliver a good show, you know, and so I, do, I would go running, you know, just to get shit off my mind or whatever. But after I'm done, I'm like, all right, like, that's the hardest thing I'm going to do today. You know, so now let's go and tackle this other thing that is below that. You know, I'm an avid listener of Joe Rogan, and he always repeats this quote. He's like, "Uh, the hardest thing you've done is the hardest thing that you've done. You know what I'm saying? Everything else is below that. You know, so it kind of gives you a little sense of confidence, you know, or like, oh, I went and climbed Mount Everest. Now Mm -hmm. let me go knock out this interview or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah.
2: No, absolutely, man. Accomplishments. That's as a uh, what's that guy I listen to um, he's a ultra runner David Goggins David Goggins you know what I mean he talks about his cookie jar like you know in hard times man and when you're struggling you gotta sit there and remember like what the shit that I've been through you know what I mean so, to help you push through the other just random bullshit that you're going through like man i've done this 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 and yeah. this this bullshit is not gonna kill me it's not gonna you know cause me to lose my peace like i'm gonna get through this shit too whatever it is you know i usually you're being an overcomer dinner, man. I come. you know <laughs> you never overcome shit you don't have that kind of confidence and that's why i push myself to do shit i don't like to do a few years ago i ran a half marathon with my buddy he was like, hey, man, we're going to Vegas. So I'm like, shit, let's go, bro. And I said, like, oh, yeah, we're going to run a half marathon. I'm like, <laughs> Is that what? On that? Huh? Is yes, that- right here, bro. Oh, nice. Right there. Yeah. Las last Vegas. Last we ran Las in Vegas country. at night. They closed down the strip. Um, and you run from like, you're like in the center of the strip by a lot of the casinos. You run all the way down to the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. Uh-huh. And you run all the way down to Fremont Street. And then you run back. And then the motherfuckers doing the full marathon. They do all that and then run somewhere off in the damn desert, bro. Like it's crazy, but that's it was pretty really, cool really at cool. night. Yeah, Vegas at night, seeing all the dude. I'm sure some people did. Uh, I didn't do when I got done with that. I literally was like locked up for a good hour. I was so stiff. I was man. I had chalky white stuff all over me from just being depleted and just like salt basically on my yeah. skin. It was probably one of the harder physical things I've ever done in my life, man. I didn't do a whole lot of training for it. I got there. We're like, oh, it was, we got there on the Thursday. I think it was a Saturday night. And I'm like, oh, for sure, we're going to kind of, like, take it easy these first couple of days. like, no. nah, we get there, man. Me and my buddy, we're drinking. We're in Vegas. You know what's legal there, man. Like, we're out there acting a damn fool. And I'm like, well, Not he can do, at it, at can do it. I can do it. So, I was like, we're going to die together. <laughs> and, uh, we didn't die. You know what I mean? So, it was all good, man. But yeah, What was, just what was doing, your time? Oh, shit, dude. I think it was, like, two hours and 50 minutes or yeah. something like that. That's a long
1: time to run, though. Yeah. Two, two hours. My, three hours.
2: My headphones were about to go dead i think i had like three freaking percent on my phone when i'm sitting there walking around like a zombie trying to find my homeboy's girl because she's got our stuff and we're trying to all connect with each other I'm like dude like i'm hurting bad oh it was horrible i got in the shower and i literally let hot water run on my legs for like 30 minutes literally and i'm sitting there just beating on my legs with my fist like I are so tight. Machine? Yeah. That's so crazy. tight. So stiff. Fuck that. Dude, so one time when I was training, so like I said, I'd never, so my, my idea of training for this thing was this. So we're going to be going. It's a couple months away. I'm like, all right, I'm going to run a mile further every every week. And so the first time I went and ran, I ran eight miles. And you know, back then I used to run a little bit, but I wasn't running like that. So I'm, see how far I can run. I ran eight miles. No big deal. I'm going to run. 10 next week or something. I go out to run 10. I get to like mile seven. I stop to tie my shoes, this or that. And like, I just start cramping really bad. I end up sitting on the ground. I can't even get up. I call, I'm down the street from um, your dad's old house, my brother's old house right yeah. there, uh, whatever the street that is. And I call Monica to come pick me up. And like, I literally can't even get myself off the ground. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm so stiff. I'm just cramping. Just in the
1: back of the truck, right? And
2: dude, and so I got to feeling like that. At about mile marker eleven, and how I, far is a half marathon? Thirteen miles, thirteen miles. point shit, one or whatever, yeah. and I got to mile eleven and I felt just like that, bro. And I remember just being like, I can't, I can't walk, I can't. If I do, I'll, I won't get started again. And so I just like little grandpa. Uh, Those last few miles, like, I was literally almost in tears, bro, like, just pushing myself, and I keep looking at my phone, and, like, I'm taking pictures of every mile marker, and I'm posting it as I'm going, and I got people encouraging me, and shit, like, that shit really helped me get through, bro, because that was hard, I am not a fucking endurance athlete, that is not my thing. You know what I mean? I'm a big hefty boy. You know. What I was mean? gonna say so, it's a lot different I, whenever
1: you're a bigger person yeah. compared to like most
2: runners are like really small, right? No, most of, them. but dude, that, that I saw big people, little people, all kind. I saw fucking moms out there, bro, pushing strollers. This fucking barefoot Elvis ran past me uh-uh. at, <laughs> at mile eleven. This barefoot Elvis runs because it's Vegas. You know, you got people dressed up in all kinds of weird shit and Elvises and stuff. <laughs> and he come stomping past me at eleven. And I remember feeling like can't even beat this barefoot guy bro <laughs> like but i was like fuck that guy and i just keep going bro like it was it was awesome it was great to it, that was one that's one in my cookie jar so it's one of the things i know nice. that i pushed through it's really cool that was not comfortable that shit sucked really bad
0: when i started running the like 5k's around town and stuff uh, a memorable one i think it was like last year or the year before there was this dude he had to be like 70 and he was running out there shirtless but he was a steady pace dude in front of me the the whole the whole fucking uh 5 5k uh-huh. and i'm coming down the end uh over at the, the cinco de mile uh-huh. when you turn and then you're coming like it's like a it's a straight shot all the uh-huh. way to the finish line and i was like dude i i, I can't let him beat me dude so i just <laughs> turned it up dude and i i barely beat him but it was just a mental thing for me i was like i'm not going to let this dude but i'm like dude that's off to him man like he, he was ass. like a robot, dude. Like, he, he kept the same pace, which was a killer pace, dude. He was probably running, like, like 6.30 per mile, dude. Just, and I'm like, damn, dude. I hope I'm like you and I'm
2: that old shit. For real. Yeah. Dude, that's funny. going to take a shirt off. And that, that reminds <laughs> me. Yo, uh, I ran it one time a couple of years ago with a lot of my clients. You know, Camp Gladiator. Mm-hmm. I tried to get them to get out there and do yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, usually out right there uh, hyping everybody yeah. up and stuff, yeah, dude. Yeah, do a warm-up. pre workout, yeah. Yeah. And, um... Jimmy Silva, you know what I mean? He was out there running one year. Same thing. We're on that last stretch, coming down. And, like, I was bouncing back and forth. I had clients that were up further. I had some that were further back. And I was kind of freaking trying to stay with the first ones at first and then just slowly coming back, coming back, coming back, just trying to keep everybody that I had out there encouraged. Anyway, I got to the end. I see Jimmy right there. And I'm like, I'm not going to let him beat me. (laughs) And I tracked him down, dude. And I caught him, like, right before the, uh, the finish line but um, yeah man a couple years ago I get there and he's like hey you running the race I'm like I guess he's like, I'll give you a free entry I'm like okay he's like 5 or 10 I'm like 5 or 10 what he's like 10k and I'm like that was right before I, I, that year that's when I did the half marathon I had never run a 6 I'd never run 6 miles before I'd never run a 10k so he was like I was like fuck it I gotta run a half marathon in a few months I was like let me see what I can do mm-hmm. and so I ran my first 10k that day when I showed up to do the warm-up and he's like you gonna run I'm like sure I think he rides a bike these days yeah man <laughs> nah but Jimmy is cool as shit man he was my client for a while at Camp Gladiator him and his wife came out uh, even their daughter uh, real cool people man he made it fun he's funny as hell Yeah, he's cool people it's cool being out there man <laughs> I, I, I try to I, I do make
0: I've made the to amount like every year like Past like five years or so. Yeah. It's a good environment, good people to be around early yeah. morning, you know. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time because Friday nights are like the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have a hard time. The first time I was like, all right, like I was like legit training. And I think I did like my uh, PR in 5K. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, uh, but the night before I had like a 24 ounce,
2: like I just I cheated. <laughs> Those were my popsicles. <laughs> hey, I feel you, man. Uh, I think even almost every one of my fights, man, like I didn't completely just. Stop everything I still Drank a little Sometimes I had cigarettes I was an idiot Like I was so high. Like I said A is just young High minded Like I got this No big deal <laughs> uh, Yeah man But Train hard Don't bullshit
0: What's the uh, biggest transformation That you've Like helped somebody accomplish <sighs> Physical Yeah
1: Can I get around you Yeah I got a fucking piss I've been on <laughs> for 30 minutes <laughs>
0: You going to take a break real quick? Yeah, we can. All right, let's take a little break. We'll come right back. All right, cool. All right we're back. We're back. Um, take a TT break. <laughs> biggest transformation?
2: Um, Man, biggest transformation. I guess one of the ones I'm most proud of is probably this camper I have. Her name is Nina. And I can't say she's like lost a whole bunch because she's like 70 something years old she's still pretty thin but man like she made it to and she still works out to this day with the trainer who's now still there uh, she had about 800 workouts with me she's 70 something years old now damn she's not the strongest the fastest but man that lady will do anything I ask her to do There's a lot of heart. try, yeah bro she got hard, dude I've had her flipping tires I have her running miles um and I guarantee you, like, she didn't think she could do all that stuff. Uh, but as far as, like, weight change, man, I don't know. I mean, I've had some clients lose probably between 40 to 60, 70 pounds. Uh, but not all from doing Just can't Gladiator. Also, some of the stuff that they were doing uh, as well
0: do you uh recommend like
2: dieting uh do you give them like diet plans and stuff like that as well
0: uh, more
2: like diet advice as a personal trainer you're not really it's not part of it's not in your scope
0: that's more like the uh,
2: nutritionist right yeah which i mean you can get you know nutrition certifications and stuff like that so that you are um uh, better educated to be able to give that kind of advice but as a personal trainer you can only kind of say you know give general advice like hey you know try to Make sure you're drinking enough water. Try to, you know, I tell them when you go in the grocery store, try to stick to the outside of the store. Buy fresh things, you know what I mean. Uh, Don't buy all the shit in the boxes. All the shit in the center of the store, everything boxed up. Leave that shit alone. Mm -hmm. Either buy fresh or frozen, and leave the rest of the shit alone. You know, try to eat as much perishable, right? Shit that can go. Shit that will go bad. Shit that is alive. Shit Shit that was just alive. Not shit that is made to be in a box for two
1: years and it's still good if you eat it later like i think about that like whenever i eat i try i mean i'm not the most healthiest person but i also try to eat food that's gonna last for me a long time instead of like a bunch of like shit food like mm-hmm. chinese food i love chinese food but what, what happens when you eat chinese food 30 minutes later you're hungry right It <laughs> don't stick with you so then you gotta eat again so then so my way of like trying to stay healthy wise eating i was like i eat heavy protein that way that shit sticks with me and I don't have to fucking eat a bunch. Yeah. I mean, I might eat fucking 20-ounce steak, but that motherfucker gonna stick with me for a couple right. hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> I always
0: justify uh, Chinese food just uh, throw a little broccoli in there. Got
1: my hands. Got my greens. That's hats. a lot exactly. of nitrates, though. Vegetables. You might get some gout after that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was eating a bunch of broccoli and rice, and I ended up getting gout. And I was like, man, my fucking feet are killing me. my dad's like, dude, what have you been eating? And I showed him all the foods, and he's like, dude, look at all these nitrates in this shit. It's fucking your feet up. That's so crazy. Like your, da- the- your
0: dad does his research on as far as like what goes into his body, right?
1: Oh yeah, dude, he's like a straight up scientist. So, I mean, he's yeah. a nurse by a profession. Yeah, and, and I see he has shit. his
0: own like garden and stuff like that. And, yeah, and showing oh, dude, your he, your he nephews.
1: To, yeah, he he got a lot of shit going on out there. That's cool, man. Hey,
0: That's if fun. he ever
1: opens up a daycare, dude, let me know. Oh, dude, well, dude, nah, I'm, I'm not gonna have any more he needs kids. To be a so. teacher. That's what he needs to be. <laughs> a teacher. He's really. Them boys are smart, dude. He showed me so their tests for tomorrow. And it's all division. And I'm like, dude, these, these are six and seven years old doing this division, multiplication, and, that fits- and it's like big numbers, bro. I'm like, damn, I don't even know how to do that shit no more.
2: That's what kids need, man, is someone to push them. One of the, so math was always one of my favorite um, subjects. I made like A's in math all the time. But uh, when I was in third grade, Miss Red uh, noticed that I was good in math. And so she started taking me out of like lunch and recess and starting to do algebra problems with me and number sense and all this shit and uh, dude I was doing algebra in third grade and it was cause she saw uh, you know saw something in me and was trying to, to nurture it and dude like I never made less than like a 95 in a math class ever like That's so man, I'm true. horrible at math bro dude I love math the smartest man in the
0: room like uh, the <laughs> psychiatrist you know that's
1: what he, yeah. yeah I had a i did I had uh for the sewer license that I had to get when I was at the city like I aced everything else and I could show you what parts you pass when it comes to the math it's like one problem right and it's like the simple <laughs> oh, shit man so i I took a whole math class just to be able to pass it's like six questions, but I mean it's real complex math like like volume and and distance and, and how to calculate amount of uh material inside of this ditch and shit and oh, I'm man. just like I get there I'm like
3: <laughs> I felt like
1: what is that movie where like where they say this is what dyslexic people see? Oh. Right? And then like all the numbers just move and I'm <laughs> like, fuck B. I think I might have just guessed I, right. I think they say the best answer to choose a multiple choice is C, if
2: you don't know the answer. That's what it used to be, right? I, I don't know. Think, I just I remember hearing that. So I literally, that. when I'm stumped, I'm like, C.
1: <laughs> like, I'm not going to spend like, my time on this shit. C, the
2: answer to C is, I don't
0: know, fuck it, that's the right one. <laughs> I usually go, um, well, back in the day, I'm like, what answer have, haven't I picked in a while? <laughs> yeah, I'm due for a C. Let's hit the C. Good
1: yeah. luck, dude. Luck will get you somewhere sometimes. It do.
0: What's it the, 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 the biggest... Uh, Thing that I guess Americans do as far as like dieting to their body, like as far as like eating, what's like the biggest like mistake uh, that people do, like whether it be fast food or eating like a certain amount of something or whatever it be?
2: Uh, being dehydrated,
0: not drinking enough water,
2: and I mean, most probably not eating enough quality foods and eating too many not great foods like fast food you you think it's late do you think
0: it like stems from like laziness of like oh i don't want to cook
2: a lot of times because i'm like like, like that bro like who wants to prepare food all the time and then do dishes and all like it's it sucks so it's kind of nice so you know you see some people doing like uh meal uh meal prepping and all that stuff like oh i get tired of eating the same thing like dude but if you do not have a plan in place you are so much more likely to deviate from what you want to do, even what you know you should do, because it's just convenient. Like mm-hmm. it's it is what it is. So yeah. that's why these people plan this way. Um, so I'm actually about to uh, start this little program where it's really you eat the same thing for two days. So it's not like hey, all three meals like, or multiple meals a day. Uh, I mean, well, for like right? your your main meals. So oh. you're making like. Two days worth of this, this, and that, and you're only eating it for two days. And the next day, you're eating, you're making two more meals, so you're at least getting different stuff throughout the week. But it still takes a little bit of planning, you know what I mean? And that way, you're still sticking more to what you want to do, so you're more successful in whatever the hell your goal is. Like I want to lean down. I'm trying to get sexy back. You know what I mean? I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to get that Justin Timberlake. And, uh, <laughs> But you know I can't do that if I keep deviating from my plan. And what I know my plan is to eat more whole foods. You know, eat less bullshit. Eat, uh, dude. You get so many calories in our drinks, whether we realize it or not. Man, yeah. I mean, if you drink two sodas a day, that's way too much. Or a beer, <laughs> a, a beer. You know what I mean? Or a couple of beers. Why so drink like, There's Light. so much empty calories in our drinks, and depending on how much stuff you're drinking, I guarantee you, man. Like some people are easily drinking an extra thousand to two thousand calories just in their drinks every day from their coffee with the sugar and their soda with the this and the fucking lemonade or the sweet tea or the whatever, you know what I mean? Like. If you consume an extra 500 calories, which is easy to do, uh, if you're having a couple beers or whatever in a week, that's an extra pound.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: That's an extra pound. And most people are not exercising. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And then it's no wonder why we get 20, 30, 40, and we've put on 20, 30, whatever many amount of pounds because just a bunch of little excess over time.
1: Over time, a little bit becomes a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that if somebody eats somewhere in in moderation, within calories and no, like a lesser sugar intake, I mean, of course, it's better than not doing that. But I mean, compared to not working out but still eating somewhat decently, it's yeah. It's I think better than. Just working out a little bit and not eating good. I mean, on the flip
2: side, you have people who work out and they have horrible diets, and they, you know, they might be getting stronger and this and that, but they don't look the way they truly want to look because you can't out train a poor diet. Yeah. Period. Like on the in both ways, like if you're lifting to get strong, but you're not eating enough protein, I don't give a fuck how much weight you're lifting. Like it's just not going to happen. Uh-huh. You know, you're going to hit this plateau because you're not doing the right thing like there's a formula for losing weight there's a formula for building muscle if you're not doing the fundamental thing i don't care how hard you're working at it it just
1: ain't gonna work you know what i'm saying oh man i've seen this dude eat he used to eat like four or five mcdoubles for lunch dude a large fry and then we get yogurt because he said yogurt's good for you (laughs) but I'm like bro the yogurt from fucking McDonald's ain't shit like you're gonna eat 9,000 calories in one meal and then fucking eat yogurt like this this is gonna gonna fix it bro when the yogurt's probably got a ton of sugar in it and shit
2: I mean thinking like that, and a lot of people do that. Like I'm gonna eat this, this, and this, but because I'm eating, at least I ate something healthy. Trying to justify like, their shit. Well, like, yeah, that's, that's cool, I guess. But if you keep mostly doing what you shouldn't and a little bit of you should or what you should, in the long term, you're still doing more of what you shouldn't. Yeah. Like, and it's it's going to tell on itself over time. Like whatever you're doing is gonna show. I experienced that back in the day
0: it was, uh, it was after we graduated It was about 2008 And uh, I was always like I was like 130, 135 pounds I was a skinny dude And uh, every year, man, of high school I was like, I'm gonna bulk up I'm like, yo, i would go out and lift weights for a week And then, you know, call it quits yeah. For whatever reason And um, finally after I graduated I was like, I'm gonna bulk up So I was working out for like I think they say it takes like um, Maybe like two to three months To start like seeing like results I
2: think, is that pretty accurate? it to-
0: depends Four to six
2: weeks maybe it's all depending on, the it
0: depends
1: it depends on, on what the you're doing yeah. yeah it
2: depends on what you're doing but yeah i'd say after that amount of time you should definitely be able to your own self be able to see some visual difference because it's hard to notice difference because you look at yourself every mm-hmm. single day and yeah. you're not looking at yourself like in a time lapse uh you're just seeing you you know what I'm saying? like it's, it's very hard to see how much different you are today than you were yesterday and until you make a drastic change and then like, oh shit, I can see I'm losing weight here or this is yeah. getting bigger or blah, blah, blah. Like, My hand It dry. takes a little bit of time for yeah. you to literally be able to see the difference. even yeah, though you're probably when, changing over the whole time a little bit, yeah. but it's just hard to see the difference. Especially yeah. when you
1: see yourself every day you, compared to like, if you see somebody... Like I don't work out or lose weight, but there'll be sometimes when my weight fluctuates, and I'll see somebody after four months and be like, "Man, you lose weight?" I'm like, "Nah."
3: <laughs> if mean, like, you
1: look thinner, I'm like, "I might have shaved or something." I but it, I, that's probably what it is—is is I may drop some water weight or something like that, or just yeah. don't eat like shit for a week, or just booze all weekend, and then. That's my intake. (laughs) It makes a
2: difference, man. Like, what you eat and what you consume, like, I mean, if you're a red meat eater and you eat meat a lot, a red meat a lot, like, red meat's the hardest for your body to digest. Mm -hmm. And it'll, you know, most of us have a good amount of stuff in our intestines at any given time. We have a good amount of it. Some of us a lot more. And if you're eating Mm -hmm. a lot of red meat, you're slowing down your, your, the release of all that shit because it takes longer for your body to process that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So if you just had red meat a few days ago, and I think they say it takes up to, like, three days for your body to totally process red meat. And I don't know if that's true or not. But, I mean, I can tell from when I eat a bunch of red meat, I definitely feel fuller, longer. and You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my point is, like, depending on how clean you're eating depends on how quick your body is expelling all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And so, yeah, your weight can go up and down good amount just depending on what you've eaten and like back what I said earlier about um, uh, about fighting and and, um, cutting weight when I didn't eat for a whole day and because I was eating so clean and my body was getting very good at getting rid of everything and then not actually putting anything in my guts like my body was so much more lighter a day later because I was getting rid of everything and I didn't fill it with anything and so boom there's no wonder I'm pounds lighter Tomorrow because I didn't consume anything. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. And some of us are backed up, bro. Some
3: um, folks yeah. are backed
1: sure. up. Uh. I talked to this girl. I don't know how we got in the conversation of pooping. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I poop once a week." And I was like, "Dude, what? I know
2: people like that." It
1: blew my mind. I'm like, "Dude, I, I take a nice shit every morning, bro, every morning." And she's like, "Oh, I poop once a week." I'm like, "What do you not eat? Like, how the fuck do you do
2: that shit? Like, your body is toxic. Like, that's not right. That's not. That's not normal. I imagine
1: it's just like a pipe, and it's just." just that's loaded yeah. that's how our body gets rid of waste bro
2: yeah. like
1: that's not good for people that do that it's
2: you know yeah she's like, sure. it's just how my body works i'm like that shit don't work right
0: <laughs>
1: it's not
2: working
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 you gotta it's get not something working. checked out
0: yeah. um yeah going back uh what i was saying uh so so i was working out for a while and it was yeah, probably there. like two to three months and i wasn't like seeing anything i didn't feel stronger and so my buddy mingo over there cried. I was like, hey, dude, because he was lifting heavyweight at the time. And I was like, yeah, I've been working out. So he's like, what are you eating? Like, I haven't changed nothing. So he tossed me books, uh, all of this stuff. Dude, I just started just literally eating everything. And, uh, dude, I bulked up. I put on, like, 15 pounds of muscle. And I was like, that was probably, like, the the biggest that I was uh, in my life, you know, as far as, like, muscle gain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I had. I was focused on, you know, what what dudes are like. Like, the pecs defined right in the middle. I had my six-pack going on and shit. And, uh, yeah, that was – and then, you know, like, a year later, I had my kids. So I think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. brought it back. Just let them have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so um, – you got anything else to do? No, I don't. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about I, – I saw you post something about uh, the cell phones – people being on their cell phones too oh, damn much man. yeah and and uh for me like like I, i'm just i'm guilty i'm get that post you put about uh I'm, I'm totally guilty about you know like i'll go out to we'll go me and my girl like to go to loop and Lil's, have some drinks eat a slice of pizza or something and um sometimes like for a while there we're like all right we'll put our cell phones up we're both guilty of it but um you know having the podcast and and trying to uh it out there and promote it and seeing people um you know just the likes and all that shit you know it's it's hard to like let it go and so i'm like oh well, man maybe i need to some of my buddies are like hey man i deleted facebook instagram all that shit but i kept messenger to keep in track with you guys you know which is fine but i'm like my excuse is like oh well you know i have the podcast so i can't really do that you know yeah, but yeah. i mean I, I i do think that it's uh it's 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 a disconnection especially like i was saying when you're out eating it's like having moment. two
1: lives really yeah you I got mean, a life you, online you got a life
0: you're you're not engaged you know yeah. like in the old school way and talking about how you know we grew up with you know we we lived from like pre-internet you know, we heard. You know, when the internet came out, that the, the sound to dial Yeah, these kids these days, they don't know about that shit. Uh, hey, oh nah. I mean? Hey, uh, I was calling you for three hours. The phone was busy. Yeah, someone was on the internet. You know, yeah. or like somebody would pick up the phone, make a call. It hey, I was downloading this song it from cut off AOL and yeah. shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, those talk, those talk rooms, uh, chat rooms were the shit. Oh, they're toxic as fuck. Hey, Mary you put in ASL. HX sex location.
0: Where you at? Yeah, yeah. We we go to the public library, man, and Yahoo chats, dude. ASL, ASL, ASL. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, but yeah, man.
3: Um, Yeah, you know,
2: like I said, it's. I don't know. I just as I get older, and I want me personally as a businessman, as a father, everything. Like I want people to feel like when they were around me. I was there. I was with them. Like, I chose to be there. I chose to be with you. I would hope that you're here to be with me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people just just don't see it or don't care that much. And I don't know, it's just just, sad because you don't know how long you're going to have people. You know what I mean? And I guess what really started bothering uh, me about this most recently was uh, my mom had kind of started getting sick uh, in the last year and just spending time with her and then my kids being around and we were doing stuff. I'm like, man, like, put your, like, it was literally just pissing me off. I was like, dude, like, my mom could not be here. F- and I don't know when that's going to happen. And like, you little, little motherfuckers. Like, you have, <laughs> like, y'all are, you don't know how fucking blessed you are to have your grandma. Like, she's yeah. fucking amazing. And she might not be here soon. You know what I mean? Like, when you're with her or when you're with anyone, like, just, care enough about them to give them your fucking attention. You know, that's it, because... Indulge in the time that you got. Yeah, because that's all the fuck you got, man. And so many of us, I think, and that's what I don't like about social media so much that we have a half ass feeling like we're kind of connected to people because we see what they're doing and we see them posting and blah blah. blah, like, but who are we really fucking connecting with? Really, really. You know what I mean? And I don't know, just call me old school, but man, like, I... I care about connection. I care about people. I want them to feel like, man, he loves me or he ca-, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. and Or she loves me.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so, I mean, that's just my biggest thing, man. And um, I be with people a lot of times. I've, and I tell my friends, the ones that I hang out with, and I bring it up and I say shit. And most of the times I'll just let them make it. But I'm just truly sitting there feeling like, dude, I'm sitting here with you. Yeah, I'm and fine. I'm choosing to be with you. And you're choosing to be somewhere else. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel I'm fucking amazing. Thank uh, you. You know.
0: I'm guilty yeah, of you. this.
2: Like. I mean, we all are. I yeah. do it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you said. Like, I mean, I'm a businessman. Like, I post it. Like, I, 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 I'm in sales. Like, people are hitting me up all hours of the fucking day. Early in the morning, midnight, I'm getting fucking texts. Hey, can I go look at this property? Hey, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm working all the fucking time. But in general. When I'm with someone, I try to make it a point to not do that kind of shit. Or if you know, you know, and I might have to say, "Excuse me, hey, let me do this real quicker, whatever." But my point is, just in general, I try to do as little as possible on my phone, looking at my phone when I'm with other people, yeah. as much as I can help. Unless I'm working or doing something that's part of what I'm doing. That's good. But if we're hanging out, we're spending time. I'm spending time with you, motherfucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, oh, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say, like with my nephews, my dad he limits them to like he's got a timer he said So they get on the computer. So you got twenty minutes, and whenever the twenty minutes come, they're like, "Let me get five more minutes." My dad's like, "Dude, you had your twenty minutes. You should have done it in that." Mm-hmm. And like, because I don't want my kid, because I've already said that to people, like I don't want my kid to get a tablet because a lot of people like that's a babysitter to some people. But I mean, once they get older, it's different when they get older, but. Like, not like a little bitty kid. Right, it's when like you can use it as to a
2: tool, t- it's different. But, like, if you're using, like you said, some people just throw their kid on the thing so they uh-huh. don't have to do it. It's just easy. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I'm, shit, I'm guilty of that, too. But kind of what he was saying, like, dude, if you spend more time being totally involved in each thing that you're doing... So that when you're doing the other things, you're not worried about that. If you busted your ass to work today and you did all this shit and you got done, then you can feel good about leaving your phone over there and not answering calls for a little while. If you did all the things you know, you yeah, there's some things that might pop up or whatever, but for the most part, if you do everything you need to do, as good as you need to do and totally focus on that thing while you do it, you can kind of time block or compartmentalize, okay, this time I'm doing this and I'm not doing that. Because I already did that. Dedicate time
1: microphone right. to people, right? To and if you need, need to be online
2: and you need to check your messages, like, hey, I'm going to do that at this time. We're going to have our family time, and at nine yeah. o'clock, I'll look and okay. see if I got any likes, any messages, any this or that, and I'll handle that shit. Then and I'm just saying because, like you said, for your business, because I have to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm as a salesman, like you're always, always on. Mm-hmm. And everybody I know that's in that type of work, like, you don't want to let a deal go by uh-huh. or that you know what I mean so like you have to jump into alright I got that and sometimes you need to tell the people that you're working with too like hey this is my boundary at 9 o'clock I don't do this this like you literally have to because some people they don't give a fuck like they want what they want and they see you as their servant mm-hmm. like and I do want to serve you, and I do want to help you but motherfucker like I got a life too uh-huh. you know what I mean and if I'm being honest like I, I do this because I want to help people and I want to make a life for myself but this is more important than that but I realize if I don't do that, I can't take care of that either. So
1: it's a hard balance. Now, I, have, I have people call me because I leave my phone in the truck. Like after like 7 or 8 o'clock, I put my phone in the truck. I get my phone in the morning when I leave for work and I check it. And I have like five or six missed calls, like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, dude, you don't have a family? It's after hours. At my house, at my, like growing up, my dad said 8 o'clock the house is shut down. No phone calls, no company so i'm kind of along the same lines but i mean i'm also got to make sales too on for dumpsters so i'm like damn i want to answer but then it's like you got to draw a limit too with that like you're saying like okay all right after this time they're just going to to let let me call them back tomorrow yeah but then i'm like i see it like 10 o'clock at night i'm like i'm calling this motherfucker at six o'clock when i get in the truck (laughs) gonna call me late i'm calling you early right (laughs) but I, i can't do that it's unprofessional but yeah no i totally feel that about the cutoff time and yeah, something I can't stand
0: is when like we go out to eat at like restaurants, and then there's like a family that comes in, and their kids just has like the newest iPad, but it's in like in that this, phone
1: case, it's in like <laughs> this
0: big ass like indestructible thing, and it has a handle, and so they just come and they're just, you know, so they can toss around like a fucking fifteen hundred dollar device like it's nothing, you know, yeah. and then they're there and like you know mom and dad are like you know conversating while the kids have the the phone and shit you know and i'm mm. like oh, dude like for me when we go when we eat like uh especially go out to eat it's like family time you know like yeah. you 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 know talk to the kiddos see how everything's going and all that stuff you know and so it it like pains me and, and me and my girl will, will be like man look at this shit and the kiddos are there watching you know coco melon or whatever the hell and and uh, it's, cat it's, 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 it's like a disconnect. Yeah. yeah. Cussing cat. <laughs> Cussing cat.
1: Yeah. I I yeah. We do cut off time whenever we do, we do breakfast at my mom's and uh, no phones at the table. If you got to answer a phone call, you got to walk away or you got to do something on your phone. Right. you gotta walk Excuse away. Yourself. But most of the time, don't even don't even acknowledge your phone. Yeah. It's like it, be there with the family.
0: It's hard, man, in this day and age, too, because by I want to say as early I've seen it like fourth grade kids have phones. And so in, in turn, times, you know, we know what it's like. When everybody has some shit and you don't have it but you know i told like i do have like a phone for the kiddos but it's for like if someone has basketball practice or someone's staying late you know hey take the phone and um but i I mean we told them like hey you know once you're able to and and the same goes for social media as well once you're you have a job and you're able to buy your own cell phone then you can you know be on your phone you can do, do social media i'm gonna monitor it as long as you're living in the house but you know because you know kids don't know how to uh you know fucking navigate social media you know they'll be posting whatever yeah. and just this realize
1: took my cookies realize <laughs> 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 it's some dumb shit like that yeah
0: it's like realize especially like photos and shit it's like realize when she hits that send button that's it yeah we
1: were we were at james's house hanging out and uh there was a kid there and i go inside and i was i looked at the tv because i saw youtube on and there's a cat there just cussing up a motherfucker that. I grab a beer and I come out. I was like, James is fucking. You come here, and look at this kid's watching. He's like, Oh no 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 no, my kids ain't here. Turn this shit off. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, Dude, he's a little kid too at that mm-hmm. time.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm like, bro. It's, James is like, not on my TV. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I still get on my kids, and they're teenagers. You know what I mean? And they hear me cuss and this and that, but still, like. I don't want you sitting around by yourself, programming your mind with just a bunch of bullshit, like, Uh they be watching all kinds of stuff, man, I'm like, what is that, what are they watching, what are they talking about, like, and I try to just tell like, dude, what you put in is gonna come out, like, Mm -hmm. fill your fucking mind with good shit, quality shit, and I ain't saying the person you listen to can't cuss or can't, like, but, like, some of the stuff y'all doing is just like for what like what good is it going to do you bro like you're getting older like help yourself by (laughs) learning as much as you can because stupid people just don't usually get very far yeah and if all you do is sit around and watch fails and stupid shit all day like <laughs> what are you filled with stupid
1: shit stupid cat like, videos. Man, yeah bro. a lot
0: of that shit is targeted towards the youth oh you know? no
2: no trying to keep them distracted man like i've heard a lot of bad shit about tiktok lately i'm just like mm, that kind of makes sense are you on tiktok uh i use it to edit my videos that's it uh like When I go to open houses or something and I'll go into every room and I take a little video and shit, you know what I mean? Then I'll put it all together in one video Mm -hmm. and I'll edit it and I'll speed up some of the things and this and this and that. And then, boom, I have a whole video with all the little pieces that I did. As opposed to me walking through a house that takes me a couple of minutes to go and do all this stuff and just cutting out all the extra Walking into this room and back.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> walking gonna... into this room, backing out, going back into this room, and you know, then cutting out all that little stuff. Yeah, that's all I use it for, and that's it.
0: Yeah, it's also because uh, people's attention span is so <clears throat> short these yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Like, if I get on uh, Facebook or someone sends me a video, first thing I do is look at how long it is. If it's like twenty <laughs> minutes, I'm not watching that. Yeah, we're speeding yeah. that bitch up. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna skim through
1: it. I was talking to a guy at work today, and he was like, "I don't get on TikTok, but he he uses it to promote his business. He does a, he does metal polishing." And he's like, dude, to be able to edit it and put a bunch of stuff into one video, it's Mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. He's like, but I never wanted to download TikTok because I knew it was so addictive. And he's like, the first time I downloaded I ended up spending an hour and 45 minutes watching videos. I was like, dude, it happens. And, like, I got to tell myself, hey, put the phone down or (laughs) switch to another platform. Literally. You know, scroll through Facebook, read some stuff instead of just watching fucking videos for hours on end. But, I mean, it's... It's our, it's our it's our minds the way that we're getting beginning to train it that we want instant gratification and something new. Okay, they don't like that. I can change it and get you know instant gratification from this.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't help that those. The, those apps are designed to show us the things we want to see yeah. every time we like something the longer we look at a video it is logging all of that shit yeah and so oh you like that i'm gonna bring you more of that everything you like and you're paying attention to it keeps trying to bring Create it more up to you every time you make your own little reel the moment you hit send it's boom the next fucking reel is right up there and you're looking at your friend doing this or that or the next person like and they're just shoveling that shit down our faces and we have to have sense enough to be like okay cause yeah I'll get lost in it too man I'll be 10 minutes in fucking looking at shit it's like to be i'll be just driving a i'll be driving and like oh fuck like, yeah it's like dude like i'm fucking kill it's, like myself. A, it's
3: like a black hole
0: Every time i open in. instagram man there's just like big booty bitches <laughs> I, I, I don't know why
2: i don't know why
1: <laughs> what you've been liking over there in your fucking account bro
3: <laughs> but that is
1: crazy how how our platforms conform to what our likes are and the algorithm that it makes to put us in a in a, a list of stuff that's going to feed us the instant Mm -hmm. gratification they want you to stay on the fucking world bro just mindlessly unplugged delete tiktok right now yeah (laughs) but follow me first yeah before you do yeah um
0: are you like do you take any consideration about like screen time like before you go to bed like as far as like uh you know they say like eliminate tv or cell phone you know like dim the lights and stuff like that
2: um I can't say that I practice it much, but I know, like, I've talked about it recently, even to my son, uh, that, hey, I want to start making it to bed at this time, turning off, no more phones, no more this, no more that. If I'm doing anything, I'm reading. I'm feeding my mind, or I'm meditating, or I'm doing something that's going to help me, and I'm going to sleep by this time. Um, I do believe that stuff helps, I guess. Um, And I think just for discipline, like, I mean, if all you're doing in your spare time is sitting around and entertaining yourself just watching TV like man those are hours that you could be building yourself up I saw a meme earlier or something that said like you know the average American watches like four to six hours of TV a day whether that's in the morning while you're getting ready or if it's at night just you know winding down what if you spent one of those hours reading I think they say most Americans uh, read less than a book a year I mean, how many books did you read in last year, yeah. honestly? I, have, uh, I haven't I have read a book in, like, years,
0: but I have uh, David Goggins' book sitting on my nightstand that I haven't touched. I got it as a Christmas gift. Which one
2: can't hurt me? Yes. Uh, that's a badass But yeah. I listen to it on audiobooks. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, I think I've listened to almost 20 audiobooks in the last year. I've read probably, probably about 10 books. Um and I mean, I'm not saying that to fucking like, oh, but my point is like, <laughs> when I'm in funny. my vehicle now, I make it a point to, I mean, man, half the time I'll drive 30, 40 minutes and I don't remember shit about my drive. I didn't listen to anything. I'm just so deep in thought cause I got so much shit going on and I'm just thinking, Yeah. but if, there's very rarely a time that I listen if I'm with someone else and we're chilling and we're hanging like I'll put on some music because they're not probably trying to feed their mind the way I am and yeah. trying to grow and all that shit yeah. they probably think I, I do that sometimes I put it on when my kids are yeah. there they think I'm fucking weird yeah. put on some of my friends they're like put on the jam dude. <laughs> and so you know what I mean um, but man I lost my train of thought what was I saying uh, just, just about a, reading feeding yeah. your mind oh yeah and so um, I try to when I'm in the vehicle I'm listening to audiobooks I try to read just about every day. I usually try to get it done earlier in the day so I make sure I got it in. Uh, But I want to implement that to where I'm turning off the TV, phone is off, I'm not looking at it till the morning, and I'm just relaxing. Are you big on meditation? Not honestly. I don't practice it much. Um, Never really have. I believe it's helpful, I mean, in the sense that me growing up as a Christian, usually I'm usually kind of just doing my thing and oh thank you God bless me or thank you for blessing like and you know very conscious that what I have came from him and but I don't usually until I have like a really really direct need like hey Lord I need this or I need that then I'm meditating on what I'm looking to happen I guess you could say uh, whether that's to be healthy or to do a thing or to whatever kind of like visual- visualization. Um, yeah, I guess in a way. So once I am I have something in my mind that I'm looking to happen in my life, I might meditate more literally on that thing because I want that thing or I'm praying about that thing or whatever. But just in general, I don't just get up and do it on the norm like I probably could or should maybe, yeah. like I hear some people do. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I truly believe the more you can put in your mind – what you want where you're trying to go what it is you're looking to happen the more chance you have of seeing that happen in real life yeah because where your mind goes your body follows and if you're constantly thinking about bullshit where well, you're going to end up in bullshit but if you're constantly thinking about whatever you're a lot more likely to end up there than somewhere else actually. yeah yeah
0: um, are, are you in a hurry you know
1: uh, yeah, I kinda get home. It's All right. nine o'clock. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, this has been longer All than thought. Get I thought. I could come it. back another day, man. Yeah. We could do yeah. some yeah. more. We right. right. got a few more, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, one thing that um, that I've seen, like, just trying to 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 do something different as opposed to what I've done in the past ten years, which is like hanging out with the homies, drinking stuff like that, mm-hmm. do nothing. Um, I'm like surrounding yourself with people who also want to grow. Like, I'm cool with like hanging out and stuff, but like, let's hang out and it's like throw ideas around let's uh think of ways to like make some money maybe you know what i mean yeah and um has has it been hard like i mean to like i mean because your friends that that were young growing up and stuff like that it's kind of hard i mean you don't tell them to fuck off but it's like hey come hang out oh well i'm actually doing this tonight you know what i mean is is it like have have you like found it hard to like kind of do that or
2: um i mean Man, I've been such on my grind for a long time, being a single parent and having to take care of my kids. Like, and I usually have them, you know, have them every other weekend and some days during the week sometimes. And me, I've always, if I have my kids, I'm not planning to do anything else because I only have them half the time. I'm not trading my time with them for anything else. So I don't usually hardly ever plan to do anything when it's that time. You know, what I mean, some things come up. It might be a birthday or this or that, some special occasion. But generally, I will never try to plan to do anything um, when I have them. So, shit, I lost my train of thought. What was the question?
0: Uh, Telling the homies are too busy oh, to hanging out.
2: Um, and so then, yeah, obviously. So, one, I already have less time because part of that time I've absolutely devoted to this. And then the rest of that time I have devoted to the shit I need to get done, you know. And I've been an entrepreneur for, you know, over a decade. Um, I've always made my money through tips or sales. You know, I bartended for 10 years from the time I was 20 till I was... Oh, uh, well, really? Uh, 15. Huh? 15? Huh? Well, yeah, <laughs> I just actually started bartending again. But now I do banquet bartending at the Hilton. Oh, okay. the, the Hilton. Well, So, like, you know, the Hilton's big on, like, doing conferences and big events with big groups. So a group comes and they have 100 rooms rented for whatever people come in to do their three- or four-day conference at the hotel. During that conference, they have little social events and shit, and so we wheel in a bunch of bars, serving some drinks, and we wheel that shit out. So, it's a lot different than what I did for 10 years, which was work in 6th Street on night in nightclubs, which I'm totally done with. <laughs> totally done with. Grew out of that. 6th oh, Street's crazy now, dude. Dude, yeah. scary. Yeah, I hear bad things about it all the time. One thing I'll,
0: I will give, uh, I mean, they got those fights down there in 4K now, like the... It, the quality in like, <laughs> the lights is like so like just it's it's HD quality now and yeah. I'm like dude somebody's out there waiting for some shit to happen you know with the camera yeah
2: and that's the horrible thing like yeah. some motherfuckers are more quick to record something than actually fucking yeah. help somebody
0: yeah but then uh um like um like with that also I mean you could they could also provide like some helpful uh, tips to like law enforcement you know yeah, to no, like figure sure. out who started the shooting or or you know who shot first or something like that yeah no that's uh, true yeah. Um, I guess one more thing before we go uh, Any advice for People that are looking to get into real estate Or are You know
2: barely getting into real estate Any advice you would have for them Um, If You're an individual agent And you're new um, You know And you think you can do it on your own And you don't have really any uh, Background In building a community or a network of people then it's going to be really 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 hard Um, so connect with other business professionals maybe get on a team uh, do your homework there's some teams out there with some really really good um uh perks to a to an agent and there's some teams that they're not and they 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 prey on their agents so find a team that's going to help support you it's going to help train you there's so much that goes into a real estate transaction and when you take you get your licensing exam all that teaches you is how to not to get sued it doesn't teach you how to hustle most people are not they get into it because the commission's oh i heard you can make so much commission and blah 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 how do you get someone to want to work with you that's the hardest part you know how to get people to continuously come back to you um and to send you referrals and all that kind of stuff so um finding a way to get in front of enough people and just, you have to work hard, man. Um, there's, you just gotta hustle, man. Sales is hard. Sales is one of the hardest things to do. Uh, and being a real estate agent is absolutely sales. You're selling yourself. You know, you don't want people to want to work with you. And um, you gotta hustle. I, I, that's it. <laughs> to You have to learn hustle. to deal with shit, bro. Like All man, day all day a, <laughs> i mean with uh, youtube out there there's a lot of information out there for free oh yeah you know? oh yeah get educated get educated get around some people who are going to train you and train yourself whatever but keep learning don't ever think that you have all the answers or you're experienced enough that you don't need uh to keep learning because there's just so much shit out there and um the more you know the better off you'll be Nice so, Educate um, yourself Eric Hernandez
0: My my cousin He's in the chat He said uh, Shout out to my boy Oh what's up Yeah hey, You know man, Eric I, uh, y'all,
2: y'all probably went to school together Yeah Eric You live up in San Antonio? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I know him very well. Yeah, that's my used cousin, right there. I used to spend the night at that Negro's house. <laughs> <laughs> his sister, Lisa. Hard to take town, yeah? Yeah, hell you know? yeah, bro. I was just telling someone the other day that when we were over there at his house, we would um, when we'd hear the fucking train go by, we would fucking run from his house down to the train tracks and we would fucking go hurling <laughs> rocks and shit. Out <laughs> of them, throwing rocks as hard as we possibly could. Dude, dude, we used to fucking order people pizzas and send pizzas to people's houses and we would like we'd say we were them we'd order it to whatever address and then so and so would get a pizza and they're like what the fuck like you gotta pay for that shit <laughs> <laughs> we are you were... some fucked up ass uh,
0: toppings and shit yeah, was, I um, did that when I was a kid too throw good. some pineapples on that bitch why fuck yeah. yeah pineapples are good Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. never tried it uh, yeah I'll eat some pineapples, pineapples and
1: pepperoni on... Mm, ah, I yeah. think
2: I've had pineapple before. but I mean it's usually the pineapple and the ham but yeah, shit I'm, sure. bro, I'm a fat boy I'll eat whatever there <laughs> you go uh, Micah thanks for coming on
0: man yeah, we're it, definitely bro. gonna have bro. to have you on again no, Tell that's you about go having.
2: by fast right it did bro I had no idea that was like two hours of talking two hours of I talked way too much I'm sorry No, no you
1: you? we love guests like that it some makes people get in there man. I'm like hey how you doing fine you gotta beat it out of them man you just
0: yeah
1: awesome. I appreciate it what you got going on this weekend uh, we're doing the barbecue cook off with Andrew down at the park mm-hmm. you want to come visit come check us out I don't know where we're going to be text us text James message the group James will be out there Friday we're going to try and shoot it. a little vlog Yeah. Uh, everybody's more than welcome to come out I'm sure Andrew will love to feed y'all I'm going to be making beans I'm doing my first round of try or what do you call it I'm looking forward to Hanging out and then trying yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, my dad's been messaging me this whole time. he's like "Dude, I've just ate this whole pot you gave me." Oh, really? Yeah. My good? mom texts me. She's like, "Your dad won't stop talking about the beans." I'm like, good <laughs> luck later on tonight, dude. I did. I after I first pulled them out on Tuesday, or no, Monday, I I sat there and ate like a big ass bowl of them. And I'm like, "Fuck them." Can't even eat dinner now. But yeah, they're hard, dude. They're good as fuck. Looking forward to it this yeah. weekend. It's gonna yeah. go down.
2: Stuck your toes in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a whole shoe. It's a work boot. Trash boot. <laughs>
2: Did a chewy with the beans?
0: Them back. <laughs> hey,
1: we'll get, we'll get you a new one this weekend. <laughs> oh, nah, man, nah. With a with a crock, bro. And Since you love crocks? You so
0: much. know, give me a twelve pack. I'll do anything, <laughs> almost anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Incriminate I myself. heard that. <laughs> yeah, Micah, thanks you again. Thank you again for coming on. No problem. Man. Definitely have a, man. another appearance, man. Yeah. Uh, my name is James. It's Austin, awesome. and we'll see you guys back here again next week.